0: still got the screen on sorry about that that doesn't happen i'm like what is the logo doing but what's up y'all <laughs> welcome back to more than a title that's why it's live that's why i love live you know what I mean? i'm your host as usual jared thomas chief revenue officer at outside the box digital and you guys know i got my brother my brethren your favorite ceo's favorite ceo oh, gosh, Let's that way to Jerry. Yo. <laughs> that way <laughs> that way for the audio listeners
1: he's to my right <laughs> Your military right. (laughs) (laughs) He's ready to part. I'm ready to part. I'm happy to be here, man. We are coming off a successful season, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, We want to thank you guys so much. We're coming to the end of this season. This has been MTAT's best season so far. Uh We could not Uh have done this without not only the phenomenal guests that come on the show and drop so many gems, man, and just open themselves up and just you know give us so much of you know they pour into this show and we love it but the yep. fans and the supporters who have been you know yep. commenting reposting we could not get where we are today without you I just want to say thank you to everybody out there thank that supported
0: you, man. The that, that that gets a come on that gets a horn baby come on gotta get a horn <laughs> gotta get a horn the fans gotta get a horn y'all That's, you gotta get a that's it, man. We're we'll growing and glowing over every platform, each platform, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, y'all. We're doing almost 250,000 impressions per month, y'all, as far as the, the engagement has been real. So we thank you again. Please Absolutely. you know, continue support. We got a lot of great things coming for 2024. And also shout out to our executive, I mean, our distribution partners, the Live Podcast Network. So if you want more content, like more than the title, make sure you download the app and support your favorite creators. And also shout out to our executive producers, Real Black Films, 2024, yep. a lot of in-person looks for you guys. So we're going to be go. growing and glowing. And with that, said, so where's the sound. We're... Let's start the show. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Here we <it> go. <goes. laughs> i'm your wing man <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna I'm tell you guys right now i'm yes. excited for this episode because mm-hmm. i'm gonna give you the before i even introduce this gentleman mm-hmm. he was one of the first people that i actually spoke to on linkedin and he's one of the realest man he's one of the best keynote speakers i've seen in person we connected with each other we was at social media marketing world man he said jared i'm gonna come check you out came to the booth man showed love man i went to his show supported him man and and this is what it's about man it's about relationships like this i asked him today man. Can you come on the show Didn't have to ask twice. He said, just give me a time and a date, brother. So I just want to say I thank you. Really, brother? And I'm going to give you a hell of an intro right about <laughs> now. All right, bro? You know, this guy right here is a web marketing guru by the New York Times. The story of this brother, he was able to save his swimming pool company, River Pools, from the economic crash of 2008, and has been featured in multiple publications, books, and stories around the world, and is the centerpiece of his best-selling book, They Ask, You Answer, which has been named one of the best five marketing books of all time by Book Authority. Today, he's a highly sought after global speaker and consultant in the digital sales and marketing space, where hundreds of businesses and brands alike to achieve their potential in the rapidly evolved marketplace. And let's introduce my brother, our brother and, and fisherman, <laughs> this, uh, Marcus Sherrod. This is my guy right here. Oh, we gotta oh, hold on, hold on. We got to
2: oh, get
0: the horn. Get my horn. Give him a horn. Wait, hold Whoa, on. It's the sound right thing, right? Oh. Oh, no, hold on. And, and then we got to give you one of these because right, so we about to go
3: session. to class. Who's period. Period. in session,
1: man?
0: It's been a while so, for dude. me.
3: For
1: this show, Marcus. Feeling that thank you for thank, thank you, you for us, you know coming on to the show. We truly appreciate you, brother.
0: Seriously, man. Like, like I, I said, see. man, it's just been it's just been it's been love, man. Just thank you. I yeah. still remember San Diego, man. I'm yeah. in Hootsuite, and I'm like, man, Marcus, I know one of the speakers, man. I know Marcus is on <laughs> LinkedIn. I'm like, that's my guy. He's speaking, and they were like, Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not your guy. But <laughs> that's not your guy. And I'm literally talking to a prospect. I see Marcus, like, yo, where's Jared? I'm like, yo, what's up, man? And we did a live before more than a title. Yeah. We did a live before we started the show, it was two weeks before we started More Than a Title. We just pulled up the laptop right in the Hootsuite booth and did a 20 minute interview right there, live on the spot, brother. And I just want to say, I thank you, man, because that sparked the More Than a Title. That sparked that, yeah. that, that yeah. fuel, man, to get that first season of what we needed to do, man.
1: I just thank you. But wait, really? Marcus, you, you know, you know what they said to Jared, right? He was like, That's my guy. That's my guy. Everybody looking at Jared like, What the f is wrong with this guy, man? Can't that's what they
2: did, Marcus. I was like, but I yeah. don't
1: know him. I'm on LinkedIn. They you don't like, you oh,
2: really
0: talk that LinkedIn stuff. You're not friends. <laughs> you don't look
3: like your avatar. Yeah, right. Like,
2: you don't look
3: like your avatar. <laughs> you know, there needs to be a general rule that right. once your avatar hits like five years old, yeah. you you are forced to change it. You, got you. you, got you. you ever you ever in a situation you met someone that you saw online from yeah. just their avatar? And yeah. then you saw them and like, oh my goodness, that avatar was like 12 years old. I I, I, don't, I don't I don't see
0: it
1: on LinkedIn. I see it
0: a lot on Instagram. You yeah. do see it. Hey <laughs> You do see it. I get you do picture. see it.
1: I, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, I had to change mine because um we I guess you call it post-pandemic when you know um nobody mm-hmm. could get haircuts, we couldn't go to the barber. So I actually oh, grew my so hair so. out. Um for like Worse. 40 years of my life, I had a uh, the waves in a season design never I hate hair but, with a passion. So th- I had to change mine because I was looking at my old pictures. Like, I don't look like that anymore.
0: He's evolved.
1: <laughs> I don't look like that anymore.
0: Shit, by the I'm next year, we're going to look J. like Obama <laughs> if the business keeps <laughs> We
1: got <have> the Obama <laughs> grays. <Don't have> the <laughs> grays. They look, Marcus, they call me Unk on, on YouTube. Oh, oh, they call TikTok, me Uncle. He's
0: the Unk squad. Shout out to the squad oh, on TikTok, man. man. They call him Unc. They love his gems. <laughs> <I like it. laughs>
2: Oh! <laughs> Oh, man, you, no, you, you know you wasn't getting no yeah. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said the jack said know.
0: any other word but gems, jewels. <laughs> <laughs> but Marcus, man, let's let's get to you, brother. Man, let's let's talk about because your story when you got to River Pools, bro. And you know what I'm very curious about? Your yeah. entrepreneurial mindset and growing up to that, right? So so what was life like before River Pools, brother? Can you tell us about what was what was corporate life? did you work at a job? Did you always have the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit? Like let us know a little bit.
3: You know what's funny is I Uh, You know, so I graduated college and I was uh, working uh, just like at a a, very briefly in northern Virginia uh, Mm -hmm. near D.C., but I didn't like the city, didn't didn't like it at all. And so quickly and I was already married. So my wife and I were like, let's go back to where I grew up, which is the country in in Virginia, Mm -hmm. very rural area. And my two buddies had just started a swimming pool company and they came to me and they said, hey, man. You know, we got we just opened up this little swimming pool store. We sell, you know, like chemicals and like hot tubs and stuff. Mm. You can manage the store and I and, and we'll we'll install pools. And so I was like, wow. yeah, I can do that until I figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Makes and sense. then like six months later, they said, would you be a partner in the business? Wow. Now, the reason, though, mm. uh, in hindsight, because there's a lesson here that they asked me to become a partner is because I was like, listen, while I'm here, I am going to do whatever I can to just crush this. And uh, I was selling hot tubs. I didn't know anything about hot tubs, and so I started like learning everything about hot hot tubs, like no. all the manufacturers, all the models, all the features, all the competitors. I just learned everything. And uh, I remember like my my two bosses before I was a partner with them. They would walk in, and I'd start quizzing them on hot tubs and they were supposed mm. to be the ones that knew about hot tubs and i right. was a noob right and right. so i started saying hey can you tell me about such and such manufacturer where they're from and tell me their top models and tell me the top features and 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 they couldn't tell they they didn't know so quickly they knew like wow this guy knows more about hot tubs at least like how to sell them yeah and we know about them right. so i was so passionate about it that they said hey would you become would you become a partner at first i said no at first wow. i said no because as you all would appreciate, I was like, man, I don't need those headaches.
2: Yeah and, yeah, and
3: plus at first it was they said 10%, and I said, oh. it ain't worth it to me, man. Ain't worth
0: it. <laughs> I guess one no 10%. No. Right, 10%.
1: right. And then, Marcus, they came, oh wait, wait. I don't want to cut you off, Marcus, but never be afraid when you're talking to people and they give you yeah. deals that you don't like to let them know.
2: Homie,
1: oh, don't play that. <laughs> 10%. <laughs> Ten percent. You want me to do all this work for ten percent? Wait, wait,
0: wait can, can we go back though, real quick? Yeah. Because you knew all that information. Were you killing it on the sales floor?
3: You know, I was. Say, I was good. Like, I was yeah. good, but like I, I became great. I hmm. became great. Let me there can I go. tell you a story about yeah, please, about please do, that changed my life. Please. So what what motivated me more than anything probably to become great is like a week into my job, I. I I had this customer walk in. I buy myself in the showroom. This customer walks in looking for hot tubs and he doesn't know, excuse me, he has already owned a hot tub. Okay. Mm. And so he comes in, he starts asking questions as someone that's advanced because Mm. he's owned a hot tub before. And quickly he could tell that I didn't know really what I was talking about. Mm. (laughs) And so, he started asking me questions just to make me feel stupid. Wow. And eventually he says to me, if you can't answer any of my questions, why are you selling these things? Mm. And I just remember thinking to myself, oh, no, you didn't. Right. And it was mm. just that moment when he walked out kind of like laughing under his breath. And when he walked out, I said, nobody will know more about again. hot tubs yeah. than this guy right here. method.
1: Oh, man, I love that. I mean, That's oh, what's that. when, when When he said that and he walked up, I'd have been like,
0: yeah. <laughs> ha- but it happens so frequently, bro. Like, it happens in B- I know you know this too, Marcus. It happens mm-hmm. so much in B2B. How many, I can't tell you how many times I've been on this call with a VP of marketing or mm-hmm. something like that. We get to the fourth, fifth stage of sales, and they want to know every intricate detail about your technology. Like, it'll be shit that you're never u- – it'll be a use case that doesn't even exist they just want to see how you approach it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing. So it, the, the value of knowing your product, that's the that's the lesson, man. Knowing what you're selling, knowing your competitors, knowing your product so you can be able to pivot like that. That is
1: so critical in sales, man. Mm-hmm. So critical. But understand there's a difference. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay, what's up? You have two types of people. You have the involved mm-hmm. and the uninvolved, right? Okay. Some people go to buy things, cars, hot tubs, whatever. they like. They pick it from what they see, what they know. Oh, that's shiny. That's black. That's what I want it. Give me that. It could be the worst product on the market. They just know that's what they want. Then mm-hmm. you have the other person like myself that I do my research, right? Mm-hmm. I look up customer reviews. I look at warranties. I look at service. I look at things like that. So when I come in, you better not bullshit me. Because if you bullshit me and I know you're bullshitting me, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk out the door. Yeah, you understand? So
3: yeah, that's a good point, Chad. Gamb- right? Yeah, it is the gambit, and and you got to decipher quickly. Like, yes. Yes. is this person? Yes. Re- yeah. they, are they just in love with this? And to your point, are they are they uninformed right. but just passionate about? I want to own that thing. Yes, or because there there are people that just want a hot tub to impress, their you know. whoever friends yeah yeah, yeah. then there's that person that has fibromyalgia and they're trying Mm -hmm. to find out some you know cure for this you know physical ailment that they have and they've done like 100 hours of research yeah and you know you're you you need to be able to appeal to both you know you've got to be you know what's that animal that changes a chameleon chameleon yeah Yeah, you got to be a chameleon Mm -hmm. in sales and a lot of people sell one way and you you can't sell you got to And this is hard as a a sales trainer. One of the things that's hard for me to teach people because it doesn't come natural is matching the energy of their audience. And so, if your audience is here, you always just want to be just slightly, just slightly above your audience, right? Not below, just slightly above, essentially Mm. right there with them, right? Just Mm. slightly above. And uh, I see too many people where they just don't understand things like the power of the smile or the power of your body language or the power of, of, you know, gesticulations. I mean, there's just so many things that come with communication that, that people don't naturally under, you know, understand. It's why Jerry, you see me like, like when I speak to a group of people, I am going to walk into the audience and no, it's yeah. going to happen.
0: Yeah, you're, you're a beast, bro. Time. I've seen a lot of shows. You're a beast.
3: <laughs> the, and it's, the way and it's you
1: engage. Yeah. Different experience. It makes it personal. That's you're it. not talking at me now. You're talking yep. to me.
3: That's you know, it. what's interesting about it too, Chatty, is like one, two percent, of the audience says, I don't like that guy. He invaded my space. Uh, He yelled at me, you know, just different things. And I, I, before I even walk into the room, I've let go of that 2%. Yeah.
2: They,
3: they, because that's not my crowd. And, you know, we talk about brand, we talk about social, you got to understand what you are, but it's very, very important Mm. to understand what you're not. Mm. You need to be explicit with that. The happiest day in the life of a business isn't when they say, here's what we are what we do. It's when you definitively know what you don't do. Because then, as you all know, as because I'm sure you all have a, a newer business, yeah. you have taken on projects that after the nah. fact, you said, what were we thinking? Method. <laughs>
1: Double off, but I was going yeah, to level when he first when they, when he made that quote, like you got to know who you're not. That was Woo, that was make yeah. Maker, right there.
3: Why do we say yes? Because yeah. we need the money, yes. right? And mm. so we say yes. We justify in our minds because we got you know we need the cash flow. We say, all right, I I will do this. We take it on. And then suddenly we realize it's out of our zone of genius. It's really not, it's really not our thing. And then we start waking up each day and like, man, I got to go do this thing. This sucks. And then we say to ourselves, the money wasn't worth it. And it, it takes multiple times of that. And then eventually you realize it's just not my, it's just not my thing. I would argue, and we've, we've actually, my, my, uh, yeah, I have a sales and marketing coaching company, and we we have trained a lot of companies to have a page of their website that says who we are not a good fit for. Mm. And, it, and it's actually a highly – it gets always like some of the top reads of any page of your website. Wow. Because we're not used to that type of language. It's no different than a mistake that a lot of people make when they're talking about, let's say, uh, product reviews or even their own companies is they say, here's why it's awesome. Here's you know, here's here's why you're going to love it. That's not going to induce trust at the highest level. What induces trust at the highest level is when you say, but here's who it's not a good fit for. And you see, I call it the I, I call it the law of the coin. The Mm -hmm. coin has two sides. Some people say Mm -hmm. it's got three sides, but let's not be dumb. All right, It's got two sides, right? And so if you show one side of the coin why it's good, if you want to induce the most trust, you got to show the other side of the coin. You do both of those. Somebody's selling HubSpot, right? It's like if somebody's smart, they're going to say, as they're talking to a prospect, if I'm selling Uh HubSpot, I'm like, but listen, here's why you wouldn't want to choose HubSpot. Because of this, because of this, because of this, and the person listens and says, "Well, good, I wasn't those things." And so no, I'm it's your market fit. Fit For me, message. Yeah.
1: I told
0: you. Oh my he was goodness! just going
1: to teach us. Did I say that?
0: Wait, hold I, on, Marcus. Hold you on, gotta Marcus. Him,
1: You gotta give him the bell. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: we skipped two periods. We yeah, went I, from sales I, to psychology to I, entrepreneurship.
1: I well, we started SEO. <laughs> that was that was no. I, I'm not going to lie. That was real. I felt I've everything. Never you heard said. that in my life, Jared.
0: You know, with I've the, never heard of my life
1: not? to to put a page saying who we not for. I'm telling you what it is. I build web. We know we build websites. I've never even seen it. How about no, that? Not that? Not only have I not brilliant. heard it, I've never even seen it. That's so, why it's brilliant. And when, you yeah. it, listen,
3: when you do it, When you do chat you you don't want to be snarky, right? Yeah. You literally because sometimes people, uh, you know, I, I've taught this, and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna say if you don't, um, if you don't value uh, you know, uh, good uh, products and good service, well, then we're not a fit for you, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah but say yeah. it better, right? right? There's always a way to say things better. That's like much of my life, I'm teaching people how to say things better. Right. Mm. So an example of this would be, let's say you say, you know, when we started our company, we said to ourselves, we can be the cheapest, but if we're going to be the cheapest, that means we're not going to be able to provide X, Y, and Z. So we said to ourselves, but we want to provide X, Y, and Z. Now, we mm-hmm. understand that not everybody necessarily wants X, Y, and Z. And so if you're in the boat where you're saying, you know what, X, Y, and Z isn't important to us, well, then we're probably not a good fit for you. But if you are looking for X, Y, and Z, well, then we might be a great option. Now, you say it like that, and all of a sudden the person's like, I'm in. Now the person's like, Damn <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what the customer's saying. So all, you, pro- all you sellers.
3: Listen, this is a
1: masterclass. It, it is. It is not even 20 minutes <laughs> in. It's 18 minutes in, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Marcus. The only thing I can say to you right now is you
3: have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. <laughs> God damn! And y'all are killing it. Y'all are killing it with the production of this show. <laughs> Thank you. This, is best, this is the best LinkedIn Live. This is the best production I have seen. Thank
0: you. It's, we appreciate it. We appreciate it's it. It's like
3: a cross between like <laughs> barbershop and <a> living color. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, and just it's, a melting it's like so great. Yeah. You know it's, what it is? When
1: we want people to learn, right? And in our communities, it is better for them to be able to be comfortable to learn because they put their guard down. Yeah. If you were talking at somebody, talking aggressively and trying to belittle somebody, they will never, even if it's super beneficial to them, they will never accept the information that you're giving. So we just want to create a comfortable environment that we're just sitting here and we're going to get some good information, but there's no there's no pressure here.
3: Yeah, that's what I love about watching like the movement with so many athletes having their own podcast. It's like finally hearing unfiltered Unfiltered. their lives, their messages. That's it. You know, not getting it through the lens of right. some media that's trying to sell you something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's really li-
0: beautiful. literally just put that up on, on yeah. stories. Linear he, TV actually is did. Done. he actually did. It's done. Yeah, it's done. People want real, authentic, unfiltered content. That's why the NBA players and some of those players like, like, look at,
1: uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, he was just watching him on ESPN. Pat you know, McAfee. Draymond got, well,
3: oh, Pat McAfee.
1: Yes, Mac. You know, Draymond got a, a podcast now too. But every, but it's from a
0: different perspective yes. that you wouldn't see.
3: Draymond yeah. got a few things right now. That oh, be, he's, my he's, goodness,
1: my see man! See you in ten Draymond. games. How do you intend it's an in, it's an indefinite suspension?
3: Indefinite, in-definite yeah. Oh, indefinite, you know, has, it's yeah, so funny. He, he got there's some special recently on Draymond yeah. having his like learning Zen and learning meditation. <laughs> I think when he meditates, he dreams about. Bunch of people in the face <laughs> oh
0: man but, but, but it's like yo who said i think it was Stephen a was talking about or kendrick perkins he was like that's oh. the gift and the curse you can't tell him to, to to not turn down because then you lose what you love about him yeah like if he starts yeah. thinking too much and, and overreacting right and
1: you lose you no know draymond are. is draymond is the new age charles oakley that's who he is <laughs> he's the new age dennis Rodman. he's the bad guy back in the days every team had that one bad guy that was willing to get down and dirty the elbows and That's who he is. That's his role. Exactly. That's
3: his role. But when we look at it, it's a lesson on branding, isn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. Because because what what you don't want as a brand is you don't want to be ho-hum. You want to polarize. You want people to stop and say, I either love them or I hate them. Yeah. And that's what we talked about in terms of like me walking into an audience or Draymond in the way that he balls, right? It's the same principle, yeah. which is you you you're building a brand yeah. by not definitively not doing it the way that everybody would want you to do it. And mm-hmm. that's what makes you attractive to the marketplace. Method
0: I was like, gonna say, well, you, this guy's you're good, back. Marcus. You're good, yeah. Marcus. The way yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you brought
3: that back from the
0: Draymond and brought it to the this guy's people, good. people, people. Well, hold on, we're gonna do this another bell for for, for, <laughs> for talking, for speaking, consulting. <laughs>
3: that was brilliant. <laughs> You're good. I never get a chance to bring up Draymond and yeah. branding. This is my first time. Oh, there so it is. I See? am all about it. I am right all here. On, about listen,
1: it. listen. Right here on More Than the Title. You heard it. And why
3: would you want to watch it without <laughs> cup? Just in case you- the <laughs> cup? It's the only top
0: that'll get you all through our episode with One Ice Cube. Please buy it now. We only have two episodes. We might not be here in 2024 if you don't buy.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I absolutely love it. Let me ask you a question because this is one of my favorite questions to ask our guest, You said you graduated from college. What did you study in college?
3: Man, Chadio, I got it. <laughs> you <laughs> you know where I'm up. going, because I think
1: you know Man. where I'm going with this, right?
3: I have, a, I have a, a major in Spanish and a minor in physical education.
0: A minor in Spanish? What, what made you get the minor in Spanish? I got to ask you, bro. Not no,
3: not you said a major in Spanish. A major in Spanish. Major what? In Spanish. Yeah, so check it out. <laughs> yeah. I lived... I lived in in uh, in Chile in South America for two years when I was okay. a teenager, oh, so I spoke Spanish so well, yeah. That I was like, how can I get out of here? Right. I could take mm. a test and basically go through almost two years of college. I mean, because I spoke better than all of my like English-speaking professors, right? Mm. And so, and and at the same time, I was like, I want to be a football coach when I get older, right? Mm. So I I love sports. I mean, I, I just love that, sports.
1: Too. I just want to wait before you go. That's a hell of a Spanish. T- yeah. Football coach, yeah, that's like the sun in the in a in tomato. <laughs> I'm
3: saying like, relate. <laughs> and I was just like, Boy, I want to get out of college. <laughs> to me, college was like check a box. I was yeah. still, truth be told, and yeah. and this is, I know this is kind of sacrilegious to some. Let's go. But at this point, at this point, my kids tell me, "Dad, I'm not going to college." I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> what I care about, yeah. what I care about, is. You know, there's a great quote by Mark Twain. It says, mm. Never let your schooling get in the way of your education.
1: That,
3: that's I what never matters heard to me. I,
1: I never heard yeah, that never let
3: me. your schooling get in the way of your education. And, and I think a lot of folks have forgotten that. As you all know, just your last year having your own business, right? Yeah. You have learned more in the last year than you're going to learn in four years of university, Absolutely. where they force you to take a bunch of electives that you don't care about. The whole model. Of of university education in the U S is completely, utterly broken. It is and bothersome. I, I to get to yeah, yeah, uh, uh, we gotta
0: add I, I fucking do. church bells when you start preaching. We got a new sound for twenty twenty four. Just be up, man. Well, I
1: mean, you know, if we could go, we could go slow.
0: Oh, he's preaching.
1: We we can lead up for you, Marcus. You know what I am saying? We can lead up. No, if you. he's preaching he's preaching that business talk make it get the holy ghost we have had that conversation so many fucking times on this show yeah so many times and one thing that you mentioned that i always forget um to mention and i'm glad you said that is not only the electives let's talk about the actual fucking scheduling Hmm. of schooling right i have a major Let's say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brand new freshman or whatever the case may be. I can't even register until the upperclassmen get their classes first. You know what that means? That means now after pre-registration ends, I have to fit my schedule together with the leftovers, right? But guess what? What if I'm in a special program that requires me to okay. take a certain amount of classes to stay on track with this program? Yeah. You know what happens? Next. More often than not, students fall behind. They fall behind because you can't get the classes that you want because they're filled or they don't fit your schedule. Yeah. Mm. And so I, I look at this shit like, what are we
3: doing here? Yeah, yeah. and then you get into six-figure debt. Right. classes <laughs> you shouldn't be taking. Thank you. It's crazy. Oh, it is I crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm being honest with you. Because we have this <laughs> conversation all the time. Jared knows two things that college does successfully – introduce you to credit card debt because as you're signing up for classes, the credit card companies are right next to the next table saying, I know you don't have financial literacy, but take this platinum card, even yeah. though I know you don't have a fucking job yeah. and you're going to buy pizza and run this thing up and then take this student loan debt that yeah. you're going to eventually come out of school owing a 100000 and then get a job doing something completely fucking different That's than what right. you studied. Yeah.
0: Preach,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. so I, I went to ask you, you know, you said something... You said something super interesting with Brandon, bro. And since you're a speaker, right? Yeah. What are some ways that you differentiate yourself as a speaker yeah. and a consultant for sales, right? Because, like, how do you how do you showcase your value for something like sales when you're not attached to a number, right? I'm not in the field yeah. with you, so how do you value that?
3: Yeah. So That's I would say, yeah, yeah. So a, a few different, uh, a, a great speech is like engineering. You're, you're truly you're, – you're, you build something in such a way that the audience, at least in the way that I try to do it, that the audience at the end looks at each other and says, what? why are we not doing this? This is so obvious. Yeah. So a great speaker doesn't come across as a genius. Mm-hmm. I don't want my audience saying, oh, my goodness, look at that guy. He's so smart. He's a genius. I want my audience saying, this is so freaking obvious. Right. Why right. are we not doing this? Because That's- that means the message for them was attainable. All right. Now, Mm. one of the one of the core principles that I follow is I teach from a from a question first perspective. So I will engage the audience. I'll ask questions that force them to reflect on their own behaviors. And they're Mm. like, son of Mm. a gun, I am like that. Yeah, that's actually how I roll. Right. Mm. And see, they might argue with me, but they won't argue with themselves. And so Mm. that's why I use questions in such a way that makes people really reflect and say, oh, my goodness, right? It's no different than, Jared, you know, like one of the things that I'm known for, I've taught companies all over the world how to talk about cost and price on their website right? Yeah. Which is still something that like 98% of B2B companies don't want to talk about cost and price on their website. 100% of buyers and consumers want to know about cost and price before they reach out to a company. So we yeah. have this huge paradox of wants, right? And so the question is, how do you talk about it? But the way that I teach um, it is I don't come out and tell people, you know what, you really should talk about cost and price on your website. I'll, I'll do a, a run of questions where the audience is like, son of a gun and has a, has a mind bender effect. So I would say to you like, if I was talking to chatio like if you were my audience, I'd say, let, let's pretend y'all are my audience for a second. I'll just yeah. do a really let's fast one. Oh, no, you're no, no.
1: Right. I, I, I am your audience.
3: You're, you're my yes, audience. That is true. You're all my audience. <laughs> yeah. all right. I'm listening. So, <laughs> so here's like, – like this is what – this is what engineered reflection looks like because I'm going to force okay. you to reflect. So okay. just pretend that it's you all and a, a whole bunch of people because it is right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I might say to the audience, so by show of hands, how many of you have researched how much of the cost online in the last year? Everybody's going to uh-huh. raise their hand, right? Uh-huh. And when you're on a website and you're looking for cost and price yes. information and you cannot find it, what is the emotion you experience? I'm angry. Frustrated. Angry, frustrated. frustrated. That's right. Uh-huh. We like to say frustration is the effort yep. of the mm-hmm. internet. So why do you feel so frustrated? Because you are the what in that moment. You're the what?
0: Customer. You're well, the I'm customer. You're the buyer. And You're trying to life.
3: give them your money Absolutely. and they're making it really hard on you. So in this moment of frustration, do you as the buyer, do you as the searcher, do you say to yourself, well, I'm sure it's on this website somewhere. I'm just going to keep on looking on this website until I find it. Do you do that? No. Never. No, I don't do that. In that moment of frustration, Chadio, do you say to yourself, well, of course, I'm not talking about cost and price. They're a value-based business. I'm going to call them on the phone instead. Hell no! Hell no!
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna Google the next competitor That's that I right. know fucking sells the same shit, and I'm going to their website. That's right. You're gonna
3: keep That's searching right. until what happens? Right. I get what I need. Until until I get what I need. You get what you're looking for. And That's generally speaking, whoever gives you what you're looking for, they're gonna get what? They get my money. They're gonna get your money. They're gonna get your business, and if That's not right. that, at least they're gonna get first contact, first phone call. Yeah. Now, by the way, that Ooh. what I just did—that was a bit. I have engineered those questions over the course of 10 years. Mm. So they're literally perfect to make the audience think, that's how I behave. Mm-hmm. It's not Ooh. manipulation. It is the mirror. I am showing them the mirror. That's what I'm doing. And by them seeing the mirror, now they're not going to argue later on when I say, so why is it that you don't talk about cost and price? You- mm.
0: Oh, yeah, ah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're about to put our price on the website right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm if, in a different there's, route. There's, you got to read <laughs> the ASP to understand that. But yeah. it's not just putting your price. It's not about putting your prices. No. <laughs> I'm teaching the world yeah. value yeah. for the thing that you sell. Yeah. So if like I was you all, you, you all do different elements of, of, of work with companies on social media, on branding, etc. And so if I'm talking about cost and price. I'm I'm discussing, okay. Now listen, if you're looking for a consultant for an agency that's going to help you with your social media strategy, it's going to help you with your branding. Here's what you could expect to find. Here's what you could expect to spend. Like, here's some different ranges. Here's the different types of companies. You gotta teach people how to buy. That's yep. really what we're talking about. And when you teach people how to hmm. buy, they're like, okay, so you're telling me some companies are up here, some companies are down here, and then you can talk about, and here's where we are. But that's only like 20% of it. 80% is the industry. And that's how you define value and value proposition. Oh.
0: You sell, you sell, Mess sell more. <laughs> by teaching them how to buy. I, I'm,
1: I'm not lying. Morgan, I knew this was going to be a dope. You know, I, I'm not going to wow. lie to you, right? That was One real. of the things, and I talked to Jared about this the, a lot of the times, right? We talk real with each other, right? Like yeah. there's no fucking fluff between us. Yeah, let me tell you something. One of the things that I enjoy the most is meeting intellectually intelligent people. I'm not being funny, but I'm just I'm I'm keeping it a hundred. I have a problem now with talking to people that I consider like ignorant. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Because I I talk to so many fucking smart people, and it just fires me off, and it inspires me. Yeah, I'm like, wow, like I didn't know, and it gets you excited to fucking learn. And then when I Talk to motherfuckers that I feel like it, 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 it's like the gift and the curse, right? Because as you learn more, you kind of get jaded. Because now I don't want to talk to stupid people. Because when people say some stum- some dumb shit, I just look at them like, "Why am I even fucking talking to you?" Like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you, 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 what,
3: yeah. what happens is you just yeah. you, you just live in a different world, right? Different yeah. priorities, that. different yeah, just just different goals and different vision. And you know, people are 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 just more interested in like, "Did you see that thing that the guy said to that one person on social yeah. media, our buddy?" And you're like. Yeah, but I'm thinking about, like, how can I become the best version of myself? And, like, exactly, you know, how can exactly. I elevate my family? And how can I do these things? Exactly. And you, you're sitting there talking about, like, you know, Game of Thrones? Come
1: on, yeah, right? yeah, I don't have time hey, for listen, that. I, hear, I, I got an educated question for you. It might, it might sound dumb, but let me ask it to you because now I want to know because maybe I might be wrong, right? Is a hot tub the same thing as a jacuzzi or are they classified as two different things?
3: That's a great question, man. Mm. Uh, they essentially would be the same thing. Okay. Jacuzzi okay. is one of the most known brands. They okay. really started the industry of hot tubs. Ah, right. And so ah, it's kind of like Kleenex, right? right? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's pretty much the same okay. thing. Cuz I I that have a
1: Jacuzzi, sense. but we call it, I've always known it as a Jacuzzi, right? Mm-hmm. But to relate to you my my main background is construction. When people say, "Oh, I want a sheetrock wall," I go, "You want a drywall?" They go, "No, I want a sheetrock." I go, "Sheetrock is a name brand. That's not the name of the product. It's That's a right. drywall, but sheetrock." And everybody calls it sheetrock. Right, is then one of the major players. So I understand exactly what you're saying. So thank you for that. You see. Can Dude, you walk I,
3: around on them stilts, Chadio, to do to finish drywall? You no, know, I'm.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I don't do. I'm a high-level manager. I just point and yell at motherfuckers and throw them. <laughs> on the
3: floor. You know I'm gonna <laughs> be
1: honest with you. Like, I don't. Could I do it? Yes, I could. But I don't. I've been in this thing 22 years. You know what I mean? I came up from the apprenticeship. I don't. Yeah. I don't physically work no more. I refuse to go to work physically
3: anymore. I'm just being honest with you. Well, right? yeah, I mean, it's unsustainable, right? It's unsustainable. Yeah. You can't. You can't do it. You can't do you know, it forever. Yeah,
1: you know that, and the fact that like like with your class like i talk to myself and i go why am i still doing physical work when i have 20 years of experience yeah on the job training and i'm almost i'm a year short of my double degree on engineering and construction management why am i still doing physical work at yeah. 44 years old you understand like yeah. yeah. let some let the young guys come in and do it my oh, job should be supervision because i have right. the practical application knowledge and the school trained knowledge to do so yeah Method. The message.
0: I, the message. I, I want to go back to the Jedi mind trick, bro. I want to go back. <laughs> to
1: <that.
0: laughs> just for a second. The, how do you craft that, bro? You mm-hmm. said it took ten years. Can You, yeah, if you don't so, mind walking us through the process of crafting yeah, that?
3: Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're looking to teach a principle to someone, the first right. thing you have to do, and, and and I've got a book coming out later on next year about this very thing, and I think it'll it'll just crush. I mean, I you give you airhorns. Fly
1: past that, don't fly past that. Please let us know what the name of your book yeah, is. Yeah, out. yeah. Well, yeah. well, that That's is still
3: in the work. That's oh, okay. Work, right? <laughs> okay, okay. All right. we got you got Um, and so th- so it's a it's a book on how to have transformative conversations. And the way, of course, that you do this, and this could be from a stage, this could be uh, with a team member, this could be with family. It does it, the principles of, of transformative communication they don't change mm. now. When you are explaining a new principle to someone or a new behavior. The natural human way is for them to disagree. Now, the great communicators, they can put themselves in the shoes of their audience and they can say, where are they going to resist? What are going to be the mental exit doors? The Mm. exit doors of the mind that they're going to want to walk out of. Where are they going to want to say, nah, this doesn't apply to me. I'm different. Now, once you identify those, now you say, how do I get in front of them? Now, mm. what I call that is is vanguarding. That's the that's the phrase that I use. It's it's mm-hmm. it's one. It's part of this framework. But vanguarding, just as the general knowledge, was the in, initial part of the Roman army Roman that army. went into battle, mm-hmm. and they formed a V when they went into battle, mm-hmm. like the tip of a spear. Right. Yeah. So they were the first ones to go in to solve the problem or, mm-hmm. or to go to the battle. So when you vanguard in life in communication, you're saying, how can I get in front of an issue? It's no different than. Let's say we're having a sales conversation right now. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the most important vanguards of a sales conversation is what I call the honest agreement. So let's say, Jared, you and I were meeting with a, uh, for a sales meeting. I mm-hmm. might say to you, now, Jared, before we get started, I know, you know, I know we're going to talk about a lot today, but there's something I want to get out of the way, and that is this. As we're discussing things, it's incredibly important that you are as honest with me as possible. In other words, you're not going to hurt my feelings with anything you say today. The only thing that's going to hurt my feelings if you're not honest. And at the same time, I'm going to be honest with you. And if we're both very honest with each other, we won't make any mistakes whatsoever. So, Jared, will yeah. you commit to being explicitly honest with me in our conversation today? Absolutely. And
2: yeah.
3: then I wait for you to say yes. Now, that's called the honesty. Or, or I just call it the honest agreement. Yeah. Now, I do that on any sales conversation. I do that on a one-to-one where it's an important meeting with someone. I'll do that when I talk with my kids. It's We're setting the stage to be real and honest with each other, and we're going to agree to it at the beginning. That's a vanguard. Because Hmm. otherwise, we might be hedging, and we still might hedge. But if you agree to not hedging, then there's magic. Wow. There's one other... Hold on, I got,
0: hold on. (laughs) Listen, psychology sales.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Period already, man. (laughs) 38
0: minutes in. 38 minutes in. not going to be in detention.
3: That's That's going over time. man. I I love it, man. The best communicators, they they understand that it's not their job to tell their audience what to think. It's their job to ask... Questions that induce self discovery in their audience. Mm. You, you think about a manager for a second, okay? Yeah. Leaders screw this up all the time.
2: Yeah.
3: Manager or leader, someone approaches them with a problem, an issue. They have dealt with that problem and issue like a thousand times, maybe. Yeah. But what do they normally do? They quickly answer the question, the need. They solve it quickly. Why do yeah. they solve it quickly? multiple reasons but they solve it quickly because they want to feel valued they want to feel important they want to appear smart in front of their team but what are they really doing they're teaching their team when you have a problem who do you come to you come to me because i'm the hero i'm going to solve everything for you but the problem is that doesn't develop anyone and that certainly doesn't develop any leaders Mm. and so the great ones when they get that question With that employee, that team member comes to them and has a need, a question, a worry, an issue, they know how to ask the perfect questions so that the person says, You know what? I know exactly what I should do. And then the leader says, What do you think you should do? And they say, Well, I think I should do such and such. And the leader says, You're right. Because you see, every conversation ends with, You're right. The question is, Who's saying it? Is the leader saying, You're right? Or is the audience, the team member, the employee saying, you're right. Because one of those two is the hero. But if you can make your audience the hero every time, well then now they will see you in a completely different light. And that's how you build a phenomenal brand. And with your team, that's how you build unbelievable loyalty. Oh my goodness. And I get
0: Oh my goodness. That, the, um, the gems in that, that two-minute clip. First of all, we're clipping that up, Marcus. I'm like, you know you're going to yeah. see that on everything. I, you're going to see that, that on LinkedIn on uh, Monday.
1: <laughs> this show might not even be a full show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You're going to see number two-minute clips, 10-second, 30-second clips. You're going to have 100 clips from this. God, yeah, y'all can have man. a new season. New season yeah. just called
3: Two Minutes with Marcus.
1: That's two it. Minutes, two minutes. We're going to talk. Well, I, I believe in this wholeheartedly. You cannot grow as a person. It doesn't matter. Remember, for you to grow in society, economically, for you to grow in your job, you have to grow as a person, right? To get somewhere that you've never been, you have to learn how to do things you've never done and think in ways you've never thought, right? This is why these conversations are so important. Mm -hmm. So important, right? Because you can grow up. With a system and learned learn behavior where your responses are commonplace because you are taught to respond in a certain narrative in a certain manner. Right now, you talk to somebody that's intelligent and they like, yeah, but think about this, and it almost cracks the structure of everything you fucking you've learned and you're like, wow, yeah, like I, I don't even know what to say now because like it makes you think like holy shit, I would have never even thought to think that way. Absolutely, people just go. <laughs>
3: let me give you an example. Yeah. Like this is a, uh, this is like a, a really simple one to understand. Jerry, you asked like a speaking question. So this is a yeah. good, one. you, you both have seen lots of audience Q and A's after, uh, after some type of talk, before, right. Yes. And, um, and so I can recall one time I was, uh, I was speaking in like Salt Lake city and it was like a probably audience, like four or 500 people. And, and, uh, this gentleman, I'm getting to the end of Q and A and this gentleman raises his hand. And he says, he said, Marcus, man, this is, man, this is so great, man. I mean, I just, this is so good. (sighs) All right. So here's my situation, Marcus. I got this and this going on based on that. And based on all you taught today, what do you think I should do first, man? When I get back to the office, what do you think I should do first? Now, 99% of speakers are going to answer the question. Right. And that's because they want to be the hero. But when you understand this mentality and we call this question first, like I live my life in a question first way. I'm always thinking, is it possible that I start with a question here mm. so as to induce this self-discovery, to make the person the hero, not myself? Mm-hmm. And so in this situation, um, I said to him, I said, what's your name? He said, we'll call him Chad. Chad. I said, Chad, you know, it's interesting. I have actually noticed you as I've been speaking to the audience today. I've seen you taking notes. I've, I've watched your energy and I'm feeling your energy right now. Now, I'm going to answer your question, but I have a sense that you have an answer as well. So, if you had to say to me what you feel like you should do first when you get back to the office, based on what you've heard today, what would you say? And then he gave me an answer, and I said, and that's exactly what I would have said. Folks, let's give Chad a huge round of applause. And said, that was the end of the Q and A. Who was? <laughs> that's, oh man, that's brilliant. <laughs> Who's the hero? Right? Chad's the hero chad's the yeah. hero and see that's where it's at. If I just give him an answer, there's 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 just no magic there. Yeah. But by me saying, I'm gonna give you an answer now. By the way, was my answer what he His said? His answer nah. now, but <laughs> no. see it didn't matter, <laughs> it didn't matter, right? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. I love it. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. I can't and wait to That's in up. your
1: defense, you didn't have the, the conversation with the let's be honest with each
3: other first. <laughs>
1: well, everybody's but, the hero tonight. But
3: the, answer, <laughs> the answer that he landed that we land on, that's what the one he actually needed. It's yeah. not so important that he does it my yeah. way. What matter that he did the work to come up with it himself. Now he owns it, and he's way more likely to do it because he said out loud, here's what I think I should do. Mm. oh that's right nice, yep. so now it's his it's not mine it's his that's a big big deal that's a big deal you know my kids come to me and they're like dad you know i got this problem going on i said all right you ready to work through this together like yeah, yeah dad let's work through it i'm not going to tell them they know we're going to go on a journey baby we're going to go on a journey i like that man I like because it. this this like way it. they become prolific problem solvers and ultimately they're going to be great leaders because of it
0: mm-hmm I can't. I can't get
3: to the button. I
0: thought you. I didn't want to double. No, no, no. I thought
1: he was gonna keep going. I I messed (laughs) it.
0: Oh wait, for you.
1: He thought he was.
3: That one. That's my favorite. Y'all have a name for that one. Y'all got a name for that. That's the whoa. (laughs) That that thing is.
1: No. So you know, (laughs) you know, in our culture, right? You know. You can't say something that might sound a little, a little suspect or, or things of that nature. to our so. community over there. Right, <laughs> right yeah. <you're laughs> rocking with music. us. Yeah. So, you know, if you say something that that says, you know, sounds a little abnormal, you might get hit with the Hey yo. Hey yo. <laughs> you know, you know, and every and everybody knows that this one is coming pause, to
0: pause, pause. Pause. He paused her. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying, like, that's so just, that's, that's, you that's know, we got a problem in the yeah, a we got a problem
1: in the pipe.
2: <laughs> oh, whoa! Oh, there, there
0: you go. Whoa! I'm not even going. Do- he deserved. It. I'm sorry, Marcus. Oh. Whoa! Well, Marcus, I'm sorry. I wasn't gonna let that pass. Well, well Marcus, <laughs>
2: you Marcus. Marcus like you're brilliant.
0: <laughs> you're brilliant, Marcus. I done, I changed my whole sales bro, approach. It, I'm about bro, to parent it. everybody's the hero. I'm about yeah. to, man. I'm about to man. That's crazy, brother. Yeah. But, like where? But where did you even get that approach, man? Where, where did you yeah. learn and study this from? I'm just curious. You know,
3: it's interesting. Ever since I was young, I can mm-hmm. remember like being a, a kid in school and early on. And I was looking at the teacher and I was looking at the student, and the student wasn't understanding that what the teacher was saying. And mm-hmm. the teacher would just go on like 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 the kids understand. I'm like that kid doesn't understand you right now. And so it was something early on that I just found really bothersome when communication was unclear and misunderstood. Mm, And so much of my life has been about boiling stuff down to very, very simple ideas. If you take, uh, you take my, you know, the book that everybody knows me for, they ask you answer. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, let's, let's not even worry about calling it content marketing. I want you to take every question you've ever been asked by a potential customer. And address those questions on your website, on social media, through text, through video. There it is. That's your strategy. And people are like, oh, my goodness. So you're saying all I got to do is brainstorm these questions and then put those answers on my website and I'll get an explosion of trust, traffic, leads, and sales? I'm like, yes. Didn't call it content marketing. Mm. See, it exploded because of that. People are like – I, you know how many times wow. I've heard over the years people say to me, Marcus, I didn't understand really what content marketing was until you explained it because, you see, I didn't try to sound smart. The moment you try to sound smart, you start to look stupid, and I'm not kidding. Mm. So mm. someone once told me a phrase. I love this phrase. It's dumb not to dumb it down. Now, you might at first say, what? But you see, the goal not, isn't to that. sound smart. The goal is to be understood. Communion. Communication. They go together. There's a reason for that. It's like ah, I get it. I get it. I understand that guy.
0: It's dumb not to dumb.
3: Method.
0: it. It's dumb not to dumb it down. And that go that could go for communication. I go for music. I go for a lot of different arts just to break it down a message in a way that's that's understood and received by the masses, bro. Like that's that's brilliant, man.
3: Yeah, that's why a lot of the social media posts that you see that go viral
0: be the one it, sentence.
3: They're just like the most simple things. I'm like, mm-hmm. look look at Simon Sinek. Yep, yep. It's like, what, how, why? Little circle in the middle. Genius, right? It's like, Simon Sinek didn't say anything like we've never heard before. He just drew three circles better than anybody's ever drawn them to Mm. explain and show the idea. And so, Mm. when you can, it's like, uh, none of us are really saying anything new. Right. We're just saying things in a package that is either easier or harder to understand than the next person that's so it. i'm obsessing about how to say it in an easier more understandable way that's what i'm thinking about
0: and which is how you brand yourself and that's how you put on a great experience and that's how you drive your price up. That, that's that's amazing mm. that's mm. i love that
1: I'm gonna be honest with you, like I love
0: that. Uh-huh. I'm not.
1: I have to take everything that he said so far and really just think about how I talk to people now in general. Seriously, I mean, because it it really because I'm listening. I'm not hearing you. I'm listening, right? Because there's a big difference, right? I'm mm-hmm. listening to you, and I'm absorbing what you're saying. And and you know what they say, like take what what's value to you and throw the rest away, but. I'm not really throwing anything away because you're making it so simple that everything makes sense. Like you said, but, it makes sense to me. Like, and, and then I can reflect and say, well, maybe this is why I can't communicate with this person. Cause I'm, I'm making it too complicated. Maybe I got to dumb it down and be like, okay, buddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but don't be patronizing. right? No, I'm here. Scary, but, <laughs> but you no, do no, have to, like to do? It, it, I think it starts with both. <laughs> The goal, Chatty, is not yeah. that I want you to impress this person. Right. The goal is, man, I just want yeah, to have an experience right. with this person right now, yeah. we both are in the same. Remember, we talked about like that. We match their energy, right? Yeah. yeah. And 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 this is something just a lot of people don't don't understand. I already know that you all get it. I mean, you you all get this. And you know, you're, I'm constantly trying to help people, like even salespeople. I'm like, man, you just don't. Where's your smile? I just kill you. Right? Exactly. Just it's like uh, this yeah. this product doesn't suck, right? It's like be happy. You yeah. know, move your body a little bit. Like get into this. Yeah. And, this and people say all the time, this is a, a trap that it's people real. say. This is not who I am. <laughs> That's not who you are. Let me let me let me give everyone here a little clue about something. I, Jared, Chadio, mm. we're all being performative right now. Right, because mm. 100% of communication is performative. It doesn't mean that it's not sincere. We are communicating right now in a way that we feel like our audience needs. Because mm. you know, sometimes people say to me, "Well, you know, Marcus, if 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 I'm smiling and I'm not feeling it, that's being performative." Correct.
2: Yeah, sure. it's no
3: different. My wife came to me some years ago. Yeah. She said, honey, I need to tell you something. I said, what's going on, babe? She said, you got a terrible resting bee face. What? She <laughs> yeah. You look so pissed. I said, but that's how I was born, honey. She said, but do you want your audience to feel like you're pissed all the time? I said, right. oh, no. Right. And so I changed my resting bee. And so now, yeah. I, it, even what? though I, when I'm thinking hard about something, I look pissed, man. I'm like, I'm like that's yeah. how I look. naturally. But see, that the world doesn't know that. The world thinks oh, Marcus is pissed. Right. And so I had to change that about myself. Mm-hmm. I got to get over it. People ever say that's just who I am. It's, it can be very dangerous. All right. Mm-hmm. I was scared to death of public speaking when I was all the way up to almost high school. I was mm-hmm. scared to death. And then something just clicked within me. And I found this talent that I didn't realize I had. I was born with it. You know, mm.
2: I got the worst
3: part in the drama club as a kid because I sucked at public speaking. <laughs> I mean, I, it was one line, man. I still believe that line. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. And So it's like this idea is like people say, "Oh, it's just a natural communicator." Come yeah. on, man. No, You know, it's just yeah. it's is these are skills that we can develop, right? And so um. mm, I could Method. go.
0: Oh, you—you know, this is a sales masterclass. Yeah, I love it,
1: man.
3: You know, I was gonna ask him that.
1: I don't know if you was gonna ask him that. Like, how did you get into the public speaking realm? Because, again, um, I don't know how Virginia is, but that's not a class taught in our public school system, right? I actually took a public speaking Mm -hmm. class. Um, when I got my degree in college, it was a requirement for my business degree to do public a public speaking class, and the final was give a presentation and stuff like that in yeah. front of the yeah. class. So that's why I was gonna, I was definitely gonna ask you, like, before you know, you do, before yeah, you even but, get into that story, bro. Can you tell
0: us yeah. the story about the river pools and tell us like how you built your brand and lead into the speaking? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So to give the audience yeah. context, like, because he was at River right, Pools. i right, I'm gonna.
3: will yeah. try to cover everything here. Yeah. Uh, cool, both those cool. questions, please, at please. Yeah. At the same time. Thank you. So. When I was uh, in South America, I was a missionary for my church. Mm. That's where I learned Spanish. Okay. And it was during that time, I was like 19, 20 years old. I was incredibly effective, wildly effective. And I was like, mm. eventually I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing that other missionaries aren't doing? I knew it was, I was communicating more effectively. And I started to analyze it at that age. And then I started, I was asked at 20 when I was in South America, uh, the, the the guy that was the head of our area, because there's like 200 missionaries at the southern end of, of Chile where I was at, he says to me, he says, can you teach all these other missionaries how to teach like you teach? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And that's when I started really thinking about how am I teaching? Well, why am I more effective? When I was done with that and I came back to America, I said, speaking is supposed to be what I am going to do with my life but you see if you don't have a story it's kind of hard to get stages and i didn't really have a story yet mm. and so magically i this is how fate works right i fall into this situation where i become a pool guy i don't think i'm going to be a pool guy i don't think <laughs> right. i'm going to stay right, right. but by the time i'm 22 like you know i become a pool guy and i'm like okay i'm going to figure out what i'm gonna do with my life but i'll do this pool guy thing for a while i become a partner then fast forward, I was 2001, 2008, economy collapses. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to lose the business. Me and my two business partners, we're going to lose our homes. We're going to file bankruptcy, all this stuff. Right. And so that's when I started to really research the internet. And I said, man, this internet thing, I got to figure this out. And I started seeing all these fancy phrases like inbound marketing, content marketing, social media. And what I heard in my simple pool guy mind was, okay, so what you're saying to me? is if I just obsess over my customers' questions, worries, fears, issues, concerns, and I'm willing to address them on my website through text and video, I might save my business. (laughs) I can do that. And so I gave it a name because you should Mm. give stuff name. I called it, they ask you answer. All right. And suddenly I started to see an explosion of traffic and lead generation to the website. I'm like, this is amazing. Everybody should know about this. And so in November, so I started that in March of 2009, Mm. in November of 2009, when i was uh i was turning uh 30 uh, 32 years old 32 years old i said i'm going to give myself a birthday present i'm going to start a personal blog and mm. i'm going to start writing about my business thoughts outside of pools i'm going to start writing my thoughts about all these things that i'm doing on my website because i think everybody should know about this stuff and this is stuff cool right. right so i started writing and then within about a year year and a half people started saying hey man can you teach my company how to do that that thing you did with your pool company. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll teach you. And then I started having a couple stages say, "Hey, can can you can you show us that? Like, can can you share that story on our stage?" And as soon as I got one stage, man, that was like a good stage, I was off to the races. I mean, I was off mm. to the races. Can I tell you how I got my first gig ever though? This is Please, great. please, right. please, bro. So, you Congrats. know, sometimes I think we just kind of wait for the world to come to us. But you know there's this like there's this great quote that said the 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 world will turn aside for the man or woman who knows where they are going and i can recall that i was uh i wow. was i had never given a a a, a a a like a big you know business speech right and i was in the pool and spa industry as you know and so each year i would go to that uh, big industry event and they'd have speakers and i'm like watching them. I'm like, man, I can do that, man. I I should be up there. And so I said, well, stop complaining and do something about it, dude. So I found out who the lady was that uh, gets all the speakers for the event and she's at the event. Right. And so I go to the event as a paid attendee and I find out where her office is and I walk into her office. I know her name and I have this, like her name was Tracy Ballou. Right. That was her name. And I walked into her office and I said, Tracy Ballou. My name is Marcus Sheridan, and I am the best speaker I've never heard. And she said, mm-hmm. "Are you next?" I said, "Yes." She said, "What can you speak on?" I said, "What do you need someone to speak on for you?" She said, "Hot tub sales." Could you speak on hot tub sales? I said, oh, <laughs> no, no, "That's what Hot tub sales class you have ever heard."
0: <laughs> she literally said, "Hot tub sales." She
3: said, hot tub sales. Believe it. That's she said, hot, crazy. hot tub sales. That's she said, how do I know you're good, Marcus? I said, funny you should ask. All right, now I'm going to date myself. Right. And I pulled wow. out a, i pulled out a DVD. And see, we were one of the first swing pool companies to send a DVD to leads, to prospects. Mail, right? yeah. And see, it was me on the side of a pool. I got this camera crew, and I just talked all about fiberglass pools and da-da-da-da. Right? I said, "You see, I want you to watch the footage on this DVD. I did this all in one take. The videographer said, where's your notes? I said, I don't need notes. I'm just going to talk to the camera. He said, okay, but this doesn't generally work. And so I did that. And so I gave it to her. I had that right in my back pocket. I was just hoping that she was going to say, what's the proof? And I gave it to her. And uh, she said, well, how much are you going to charge? I said, I won't charge you anything, but if I'm good, I'll charge you next year. She said, okay, let's see if you're good. Method. Oh my goodness. Oh my
0: goodness.
3: <laughs> and two days later, she said, You ready to come speak at the National Pool Spot Convention? I said, Yes, I am. And I was the youngest speaker they had. And so that was, you know, that was like putting my foot in the door, baby. And it was so fun.
0: Oh my goodness. You know I, what's so crazy? I it's what so funny are. about it because
3: yeah. our first convention
0: as OTB, we did the exact same thing.
1: Oh, you took my podcast.
0: yeah, first of all, you said you said a bunch of things, right? First, you yeah. said the universe, you yeah. said the universe turns. the world a, will
3: turn aside for the man or woman who knows where they're going.
0: And a young lady Shira Abel said the same exact thing, different worded differently. Energy goes where there's clarity.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: almost the same exact thing. If you know what you want, then the world is going to make sure it opens the door if you put in the work and do the right actions. Mm-hmm. But for us, bro, it was the same thing. Us going into PodFest, It's a uh, festival podcast with ten thousand people. First day we go in, and we we first of all we booked the trip on Tuesday. We just found out about yeah. it Monday. Booked it yeah. on Tuesday. It was there Thursday? It was the craziest Wait, shit. Tell the full
1: story. I didn't know shit. About, I'm didn't I, know nothing. i I, I'm <laughs> full I didn't know shit. We just opened the company a month, Marcus. We yep. just hit our first year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we opened the company in November, December ish. Before January, Jared's like, we got to go to PodFest. I'm like, what the fuck is a PodFest? I knew <laughs> nothing. He's like, it's, it's, don't worry. We got to be there. It's someplace we got to be. And I'm like, for what?
0: <laughs> and, and for <laughs> additional content, I had like, no clue we needed to be there. It just We got born. free tickets, and it was a podcast yeah. festival. Yeah. and We had just started the show. Yeah. Uh, season three, we're like, we just got to be there. Let's network. Let's see what
1: happens. He said that. He's not lying. Let's
0: see what happens. We go down that. there. Day one, we're like, yo, you know what we need to do? We need to speak. Who is in charge of the guest speaker? Yes. Because we need to talk to them, we need to know we need to let them know our story. We want to help so many other people because there was one thing missing on that whole entire festival lineup. And I watched and listened to every single one was LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, everybody yeah. was talking about podcasting, but nobody was using LinkedIn as an avenue of distribution. Right, nobody oh, was working on it. It was crazy. That's a fact. So me talking about hey, you know, I just you know was on my couch sitting Indian style, and i fucking call people and uh we closed two two million dollars in sales without a cold call or email. Yeah, can, can we speak? Can we tell our story? Can we do this? And now we're going there in the a yeah. uh, couple of weeks. So, if anybody's going to podcast, we'll be down there January 25th to 28th is our first speaker engagement as OTD, which is crazy. But you said the same Dude, thing we had a list awesome. of things we wanted to do, and we had to find I'm, the guest, the uh, person who did the let me, event.
1: let me just confirm this so we're on the same page. Like I said, I didn't know nothing about this, right? He said, Cuzzo, mm-hmm. can we make this happen? I said, Well, shit. If you say we need to beat it, it's about having trust, right? Again, not thinking... Look, I've just so you know, Marcus, I I own two or three other businesses. I've been in business uh, as an entrepreneur for a very long time, right? When my cousin came to me and asked me to help him open up OTB, because I knew that his work ethic was what it was, it was no hesitation, right? But I knew nothing about podcasting. One thing about me is if I know something, I'll tell you I know, but if I don't know, I don't know, right? I I went there on the strength of well shit you know it and if you say we need to be there we well, need to be there. We came up with a checklist. He said Cuzzo, let's make sure we get at least these things done during this trip and we'll be okay. No lie. We did everything on that fucking checklist the first day. First day.
0: First, wow. three, four first we, 3 4 hours. We was we was we was having liquid lunch by 2. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we, went in, we, we went from walking in getting our badges and our passes to being walked into the back rooms, being introduced to not only the moderators but the curators of the whole organization, emails, and we were connected immediately. It was so crazy that by day two, when we would even walk into a room, now mind you, they're doing this podcast; they're on stage. It's dark. Yep. We would walk into the room. If the speaker seen us walk into the room, they would come off stage like there they go, right there. Now nah, you guys come to the. The love was crazy, it was
0: amazing, amazing. amazing. I've never seen anything
1: like that. And we we did that, but you know what it was though? We went there. I'm gonna be. I'm just. You know, we don't believe in faking the funk. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: They call me pastel chatty. I wear a lot of bright clothes and stuff like that. You know, that's my personality. I'm always like jovial. I want to have a good time. I've been through enough bullshit in my life and enough (laughs) heartache to be fucking angry all the time. We went there. I got on my colors. Jared got his smile, his attitude. He's talking to people. I'm talking to people. And as we're talking to people, our energy is bringing everybody else to mm-hmm. us. And they're like, mm-hmm. and we've, I've had, I've seen, and we've got this recorded. People walk up to Jared, like, everybody's talking to you but me. Who the fuck are you? That, that, it was, amazing. hello. Because <laughs> it, it was energy. It was, energy. it was infectious. Yes. And one person talking to, and we were holding like mini town halls and it was just amazing. And I say all of that to say that. You are absolutely right. One year into business, we win as patrons. We we already booked for the show. We have a, a flight in from everything's booked. We will be going back speaking on stage, more than a title. Second time there, first time as a patron, second time as a speaker. It is possible. No, it is possible. I'm you know what I'm saying, Marcus. So, like I said, a lot of the things you say, because we, you know, we are living this. And this is why I think that what you do is so effective. So powerful. Because like you said, fuck lying to everybody else. You can't lie to yourself. We know what we're going was real. through. Yeah, that, yeah, we know what we're going through. So when you say something that resonates to we know exactly what we're going through, you would just have to be an idiot to ignore that shit and be like, nah, fake news.
0: Yeah, but I'll give you additional context, Marcus. You and I spoke about this at Social yeah. Media Marketing World. I would ask you, bro. I was like, man, how, how much can you command for speaking? How yeah. much you do this? Because I would think the same way, like, man, I'd just give me a shot to get on stage, man. You yeah. were like, man, once you get in there, you do this, that, and, and be able to have this conversation with you. I think it's two years now, bro.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think it's almost almost two years to the date, man. We was in there in March, and, and be like to tell you that story, man. It's, it's awesome, man. So like, I appreciate the side you. stuff.
1: You no, of course, of course. No, no, I but give yourself credit because another thing, Mark, is like, and again, I don't, I don't mind giving credit where credit is due. Yeah. We go to events and Jared does like a mental vision board. This shit is like crazy. I'm not being that's funny, cool. right?
2: Yeah.
1: Jared will be like, Cusso, we're gonna meet this person, this person, this person in three months and we're gonna make it happen and we're not fucking taking no excuses. And the shit happens. No, like a domino effect. Like we'll meet one, he be like, look, that's one. Checked off the list. Then we'll meet another, that's two. Check. And it happens like that. But you know why? Because he puts that energy Attention. out into the world. Yes, yeah. He knows what he wants. And he's not afraid. Like, we've been in situations where we don't know people. And And I'll walk up and he'll walk up. My name is Jarrett Thomas. More than the title. What's up? What are we talking about? And he will interject himself into these circles because he knows this is where we need to be. There's no fear because the worst you could tell us is no. Oh, man, that's and we go there and we work the fucking room, Marcus. And we work the room. And we let them know that. We're professional, but we're here to have a good time, but right. we here to let you know who we are. We didn't come here for no reason.
0: Yeah, but we used to work. I used to, yeah. w- w- to give you, I, to, I was working in a room when I met Marcus.
3: Well, oh, I, TV, I you know, see? As, soon as, as soon as I met you, Jared, I'm like, his enthusiasm is continuing. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's it. i tell you. Yeah. That's it, man. And it was genuine, bro. Was, I was yeah. so happy to see you, man. It was like, <laughs> shit, you actually came and see. you didn't know me. Yeah. You knew me. You knew me from LinkedIn. Like, we did not yeah, know. Yeah, He'd great never met. energy. And that's all that yeah, matters and to and me like no, I can just that. feel it. It's the fact that you came, bro. You came by yeah. the booth to say, hey. And that meant a lot to me. So I'm like, yeah. man, this is sick, man. I'm, I'm grateful for that. And that's why I love LinkedIn is be able to have those relationships. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm saying it's like, we went through the we went through the ringer, man. We put in a lot of work, but it's those little nuggets, the little gems every now and, and across yeah. the journey that make it like, oh, man, that helped mold me to do this. That helped me do that. That gave me the wind to be, say this. If you can do that, why can't I do it? You know what I mean? And it's yep. that. And that's the little conversation we had, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Like this, yeah. this is a sales masterclass. I'm, cla- um, I'm chipping this, it, it, I'm clipping this whole shit
1: up. No, <laughs> it, 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 it definitely is. You know, um, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, to be a great leader, you got to be a phenomenal follower. You understand? To be a great leader, you got to be a phenomenal follower. Yes. Um, Marcus, I'm also mm-hmm. uh United States Marine. You understand? So, ah, yeah, you, understand? I love so you know, five years in the corps and I'm Appreciate I'm used her. to I'm used to leading and stuff like that, but I can all I can always sit back and learn from people and make myself better, right? Because I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything. I I want to be the dumbest person in the room because if I'm the smartest motherfucker in the room, I'm in the wrong fucking room.
2: Wrong room. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: in the wrong Love fucking it. room. You, wrong wrong room. Wrong. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I enjoy you know us creating this platform and allowing people to come on and be unfiltered and tell these stories. Yeah. I promise you, you don't even understand the ROI. Of who you are influencing yeah. in neighborhoods that will see this and listen to this, right? And be I mean, like, "Holy wow, yeah, <laughs> you are, changing, you, are changing, you change my mindset." And I'm already established and successful. And Jared's already successful. We have accolades. So imagine the people that are not as successful as us I hear that. that is hearing this. You're gonna you're gonna help change their lives, man. They
0: hear the hear stuff like this, and yeah. hey, you see the
3: quote. Yeah, I yeah, like, like that. that.
1: I got a question for you now. So now, um. If you don't mind me asking, how many children do you have? Because I, you know. I have four kids, okay. one
3: grandson. Okay. Oh, God, so the, the
1: reason that I'm asking is because we're big family people. I have children. Jared has children. Um, now that you're doing the, the speaking, and you're ch- do your children actually have their children ever come to see you speak live?
3: That's oh, right. yeah. In fact, my, uh, uh, my oldest, she took half a year off of uh, her ninth grade year in high school, and she traveled with me all over the world, wherever wow. I went. And it was, it, you know, wow. by the time... She had, you know, by the time she was 14, she had walked the streets nice. all over Europe, Africa, all over North America by herself. By herself. Wait, 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 wait. That gets a horn, man. One more. A horn.
1: That's beautiful, man. That gets a
3: horn, man. That, I tell you that's what, life nice changing. I tell you when wow. when 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 uh when I proposed it to her, I said, listen, I got this amazing series of, of speeches coming up. Uh, over the next six months. so You can you can leave and go with me, but you can't attend high school and do this at the same time.
2: Right.
3: Uh, I said, so the benefit of going with me is you're going to have experiences you're never going to forget. Right. Uh, the disadvantage, remember, law of the coin, right? Yeah. The disadvantage is that you're going to on social media see a lot of experiences that your friends are having that you're not going to be having.
2: Right.
3: And the question is, which one of those two do you want to have? And she said, well, I think I already, and I said, no, no, no. I want you to think about it. I want you to come back and I want you to let me know. Cause I want to, I want you to really feel it and know that this is what you're supposed to do. And uh, she came back and she, she of course said, dad, I really want to do this. I said, now listen, mm. when you go and you travel the world, you're never going to be the same. And it's nope. going to screw you up for life. <laughs> she said, what do you mean it's going to screw me up? I said, because when you get back to that school and they put yep. you in that desk, and you're looking forward and you see the inefficiencies of the typical classroom i said it's going to drive you crazy yeah And she mm. said i don't understand that i said you will. you will and then she gets back man she gets back and of course she's been listening to me and watching business speakers talk about like you know you know personal development business improvement like all these things over the course of six months she gets back and she said dad my school system's totally screwed up. We're <laughs> doing it all wrong. I'm just watching the teacher, Dad. This is crazy. Yeah, and um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> and uh, and and so she's she's like, well, how do I graduate early? I said, all right, let's go. Let's let's put you on the path. So she just did. You know, I've wow. always been like, just choose your own path here. Just don't yeah. do what the world's doing because that's what the conveyor belt says you should be doing. That's not how we want to roll, and so that that was you know just a phenomenal time in my life, the greatest thing I ever did. And and for parents, I think you all appreciate this. Mm-hmm. The way that I really judge um, how effective I'm being as a father is the n- number of inside jokes that I have with each child. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay. You see, when you have an inside joke with someone, it means that you and that person experience something together that other people didn't experience with you and yep. it's something that only you two can understand. Yep. Right. Mm. And so when she and I got back from traveling the world, we were constantly like looking at each other, saying little jokes. And of course the mom was like, what are y'all talking about? I don't understand what you're talking about. Said, <laughs> yeah, it's Cause you're not on the inside, but that's our special thing, right? That's our special thing. And so if you have many inside jokes with each one of your children, it means you've had many unique experiences with each one of those children.
0: Oh my goodness. Hit Man, it. I- I thought, I thought I thought you going. I saw you. Message,
1: message. I just, you know, I, I was actually, I was actually going to hit the one where I'm like, how do you feel if you if you don't have the inside jokes and every time you turn around you see the inside jokes you like. Damn,
3: damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old, man. That never gets old. <laughs> MJ crying like that for
1: come
0: on MJ, come on MJ, you're too hard for that. Oh man, that was amazing.
3: We've had we had a
1: Jared, who do we talk to? I just forget the name, but we talked about transformative experience. Brett Hyman, Hyman, right? Brett Hyman, he he owns um NVR, no NVE experience, NVE experience, and they create a, a transformative experience. And what you talked about when it came to speaking is that transformative experience, right? It is, that means you are changing somebody in that moment for the rest of their life, right? That is completely different than, you know, and I'm gonna use this example because I think everybody can kind of relate. That's almost like how Disneyland is, right? Disney World, Disneyland, whatever you want to call it, Disney World. That shit is a transform, like adults go to fucking Disney World. You understand? Like adults have a phenomenal time at Disney World. Because it's a transformative experience. I think not everybody can create that, Marcus. The fact that yeah. you have honed into that and you are able to create this transformative experience, not only um, for your job but at home and things home of that. too wow! I'm gonna just be honest with you, like, because I've traveled the world. You know, fuck everything else. Her traveling with you for that six months.
0: Game changer.
1: It's a complete game. That will Basically. define who she is for the rest of her life. That six months, yeah. regardless of what she went through, you know, the presence and all whatever shit before that, that six months probably will be the most influential thing to define who she is as a woman. And and you have set so the trend. Guess what she going to do when she become a mom and things of that nature? She's going to do the same thing. We got to get yeah. out of here. We got to travel. You got to
3: see the world. She yeah. might mess
0: around homeschool or something like that. Yeah. So you can be more, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. You, well,
3: you see... After her, all my kids everything. were homeschooled for that reason. Oh just because ooh, I said we 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 didn't want to be tied down. Yeah. And you know, I'm just really not a fan of just like the conveyor belt model. Yeah. I remember when I was in like third grade, they put me in the uh slow reading class and I was labeled a slow reader. Okay. And I just remember thinking, I don't feel dumb. Uh but I just had a different time frame. Oh, right. And the idea that it's like it's like when I hear parents say, "I'm a little bit concerned because you know my little Johnny, he's in um he's in third grade, but he's he's only reading at a second grade reading level." I'm like, who the hell defines where they're supposed to be? It's like if somebody can dunk a basketball and I can't, does that mean that there's something wrong with me? It just means that no, that's not my thing. The idea that Everybody at third grade should be at the same level of reading. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Some people are just going to take a little bit longer. It doesn't mean that they're dumb. Just like I wasn't dumb just because I was in remedial reading. And I was looking around like, but I ain't dumb. I I inherently knew I wasn't dumb, that I wasn't slow. It just wasn't my turn yet. So eventually Mm -hmm. my turn came around. And I mean, I've written multiple books, right? It's like... (laughs) You tell
1: me I
2: was
1: dumb. Come on, that. man. It's a problem with our education system. Ooh. Marcus, I this is this is one of the ones. I'ma ask you for transparency and full honesty in this conversation. I just I need a straightforward answer. Now that you're successful, you know where I'm going with this, but I'ma ask I'ma say it anyway. Now that you're successful, knowing that you have that great story, knowing that teachers thought you were dumb and you were behind. Did you ever look back and like, yeah, yeah, I'll make more money than you, motherfucker. That's what a young motherfucker to ask. they have me you for the second grader in, in a remedial class. How about that, Mrs. Pantywagon? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> have
3: looking like that. <laughs> 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 Were they looking Sadio. like that? That's let me fact. tell you a story. I think you'll appreciate yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. So when I was uh, 22, I had just, yeah. you know, uh, uh, got involved with a swimming pool company. And I was at a family event. And uh, this lady in my family comes out to me, and she said, "Hey, Marcus, I heard you're gonna be a pool guy." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah." She said, "What a waste." And I said, "Wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, God damn, wow!" That's and I was crazy. thinking, she did not just tell me that. And wow. what's wild to me is, I will travel to different countries around the world today, mm-hmm. and people will come up to me and like, "You're the pool guy, right?" <laughs> yeah, the pool guy. The irony. You're they've read it. they've read about it right They've read about me they've read the book and the whole book is about the pool guy that saves his business right and you see my whole story was built on being a pool guy because it was a story that anybody could put their arms around and it was so simple to understand. you know how many time chatting I've heard someone say I thought to myself if a pool guy can do it, why can't I? You see, that's what's so freaking great about it. But so is that disrespect,
1: be- right, Mark, Is that disrespect? That's like a backhanded compliment. I don't know how to take that, Jared. How would you take that? Like, I, I might look at you sideways like. No,
0: I, I got it. I wouldn't. If you if you accept it, I accept it. <laughs> I'm with it all. I'm all the cool guy. Like, I, you, I know the intent that, that it's it. coming from. Mark, that's what i, I psychology.
1: I, I just want to tell you, I ain't going to lie. From where we from? If somebody said that shit to me, I'd be like, <laughs> if I "Raise up, gonna be trouble." <laughs> <laughs> if I raise up, it's gonna be trouble. Disrespect me in these streets.
3: <laughs> talking about pool guy.
1: Yeah, yeah like who the
3: fuck are you talking to? Talking like, more than, than a title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, more than I'm sorry, but you're more. That's a new name of the show. More than a pool guy. Yeah. more <laughs> than pool
1: guy. That's it.
3: <laughs> that's the episode. That's the episode. You know thing. what though? It
1: takes a great level. Jared, of humility. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to accept that and accept where you came from to get to where you're going, right? Um, You know, Jared can contest to this. We've had some very rough beginnings and I'm not shy about it because I just don't give a fuck. You understand what I'm saying? I was a child and I was subject to (laughs) the decisions that my parents made before me. The way you're making decisions for your children and impacting their life, our parents made certain decisions that impacted our life. I had no control over that. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. I I just don't care. Right. I did the best that I could as a child. Judge me on what I've done as a man. right? Right. 17, 18, 19, when I was making my own decisions, judge me on that. And then let's go from there. You understand what I'm saying? So it takes a a certain level of uh, humility to accept what you've been through and laugh at it. Like, who gives a fuck? Everybody knows that. You know what I mean? Like, I've been through that. But guess what? I survived that and got through it. Now, here's the thing. This is what I laugh about. A lot of guys that talk all that shit, you ain't been through half of what I've been through. And you ain't been successful even a quarter of what I've been successful. So what's your excuse now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about that? But to be able to accept that you're the pool guy, you have to know you're more than that. Yeah, no, no, but he was the pool guy, but guess what? He started out the pool guy and then started owning the business of being in no, no, no. But
0: he used that as a brand yeah. because there was no pool guy. There was no market fit. There was nobody yeah. that was yeah. the pool guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can use that across industry. If you're a teacher, I tell you. Yeah, it's and like that, that's what it is. You it's know what I mean? Yeah. For a great example. I don't know if you saw him, Chad. The Akiway. There's a there's a guy no. in a bodega. He no. does all this food. He does it the Akiway. It all bro. What, he got what, a oh, store. He got a store in Brooklyn. That,
1: what is the Akiway? Like an arc. Like an arc in a store.
0: Oh no, I've you never said it's a bodega. He got 600,000 followers on, 600,
1: on followers on Instagram making chopped cheese sandwiches. Wait, wait. Okay, let me get the, Is this the guy that mixes everything together? No yes, matter would be have like a like a Jamaican enemies. beef patty yes, with, a, with gummy it, bears. I'm and he be like
0: some stupid yes, shit. Be like, what the it. hell? But then he does it be it around the corner. And a line. Good, and and you know it's unhealthy. It like a heart attack on a plate. Yes. But you yes, want to sir. try it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah people that, wait for them heart attacks too, boy. No, the
1: mark, the marketing is phenomenal. You know, that, and that's what I'm getting from
0: that. You know, Marcus
3: you, the pool.
1: If you're the pool guy, you did a great damn job. I, I think you. I think this these generations mm-hmm. need to really like listen to a person like you because they're too fucking sensitive. Jared, if I'm wrong, you chime no, in. Fact. They're too fucking sensitive. Everything bothers them. Everything is disrespect. Everything is, you understand what I'm saying? Instead of just like using what you've been through and using it as a superpower, like this is my superpower. Is the pool guy. Nobody's the pool guy. I own that. Eminem did that in 8 Mile. You remember? Yes.
0: yes. That was... Remember,
1: Eminem did that in 8 Mile, right? That's on the rap where he was like, what you going to say? I live in a trailer park and da 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 Used all the shit you could say against me. Now what you're going to say? And then he was stuck. That's the exact same analogy. That's what he did in the business.
3: We, yeah. With my kids, we, we, I taught them a skill early on because, you know, we did we've done a lot of role play training with my kids, just like I would with right. a sales team. Right. right. And wow. so it, it teaches them to be incredibly like effective socially and just in any moment. And one of the uh, one of the uh, exercises or games that we played is the isn't that awesome game. And hmm. uh, the isn't that awesome game is, you know, somebody comes up to them and says something questions, you know, questions their decisions. They always just know how to turn it into yeah, and isn't that awesome? So somebody might come up to my, you know, my uh, daughter who's uh, thirteen. This happened to her the other day. So I got my youngest daughter is thirteen. At this point, she doesn't have a cell phone yet, right? Um, because I don't, I don't believe in giving her drugs, right? And so I haven't given yeah. her a cell phone yet, okay? And uh, and and uh, so her friends will come up to her, and she's like, and they're like, how do you not have a cell phone? Yeah, she, says, she said, you're right. I don't have a cell phone and Mm -hmm. I don't have any of those emotional problems that come with a cell phone either. I'm not addicted to it. I can pay attention to the world around me. Mm -hmm. And isn't that awesome? And all of a Mm -hmm. sudden her friends are like, yeah, that is kind of cool. And suddenly they, they put their phones down as they're talking to her and they are more present for it. And so, you know, I've taught my kids that somebody comes at you with anything that if you can flip it around and literally say, and isn't that awesome. You will find that the person will look at you and say, Well, I I don't know. I guess it, I guess it is. You know, people say to me, So, like, isn't that awesome? Pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty cool story, right? And they're like, Yeah, that is a cool story. It's amazing. It's a little bit of mindset. That energy is contagious, you know, just like Jared's contagious. People wow. want to be around that thing. Yeah. So that's how it works.
1: Message. I ain't gonna lie. We're going to podfest. I'm gonna record myself saying, Isn't that awesome? You think what? I'm not gonna lie, I'm using, using that shit. Just lost it's, the business. Uh, isn't that awesome? <laughs> I'm, floor, $150. I'm like, but isn't that awesome that I gave a person a job because I was part of the That's right. And now they can support their families. <laughs> that,
3: you can, like, when you learn that, you're constantly flipping things, flipping it over. It's like, it's over. Wow. It's, I'm, I'm gonna be the most passive aggressive. <laughs> awesome. Isn't that
1: awesome? <laughs>
0: You, you shouldn't have started uh, Marcus, you created a,
1: Marcus, a monster. You created I love a it. monster, Marcus. I love it. It's
3: gonna be a new segment of the show, the isn't that awesome so, section of the show. Let, let me be, ask you be. this.
1: Let me ask you this, Marcus, right? Down your now, down your journey, right? You you've spoken about you know your children being homeschooled, right? Yeah. And I want to touch on this again because we are big advocates of family, right? I want to just give a special shout out to your wife, okay? Because nice. you said you were married early, right? Yeah. I wanna give a special shout out to your wife for helping to support you, right? In your dreams and helping to provide the the home and the lifestyle for you to be able to pursue your dreams and also making sure that you come home to a stable house and and, and environment. So I I wanna just give a special shout out to that because it's very important. We talk about this all the time, right? And again, in our neighborhoods, it is easy to be in a relationship when you are just doing regular things and you know bullshitting around and nobody has big responsibilities, when you have aspirations, entrepreneurship, you're running businesses, it is very hard to find somebody on the same wavelength as you that understands listen sometimes it's going to be Chanel every day and sometimes it's not going to be Chanel. you understand what I'm saying sometimes we're gonna to have to grind out and walk that journey with you. so I just want to say you know I, you know shout out to your wife who just <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. Right? And, and, and providing that family dynamic for you to be able to provide the family dynamic that you provide. You know, that's yeah, so- That's major, that, major,
2: yeah. man.
0: That's
1: so, so true. Yeah, we talked it's about rock. it the last uh, two episodes ago with a with a, with a host. We had uh, a guest that we Let's had see. on here, and he asked her, you're so successful. How is it in dating? And she said it, man. She's like, man, this shit is rough, man. And
0: you have <laughs> to align <laughs> mindsets. It's so yeah. hard, man. Yeah. Especially as an entrepreneur, like it's hard. Yeah, I was dating, like, so when you're dating somebody who has a nine to five, it's just a different mindset, there's no disrespect yeah. to them. It's just yeah. when you're on this grind, it's like, man, I've got other shit to worry about, I can't worry about. turning off, things. yeah, the first thing
3: is weekend, like, 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 I can't remember last time I, I thought to myself, I'm so, so glad it's Friday. So I was like, yeah.
1: <laughs> never, yeah,
3: it, it doesn't even enter yeah. my, my thoughts because it's like yeah. Saturday is no different. It's like, I'm always, y'all know, you're just in the zone, right? Yeah, so you're constantly yeah. thinking. Yeah. Thinking about this this list of to-dos that's never yeah. it's just it's just never done. Listen, you know, it's, it's so like real. my wife says she sometimes she's like, You're done with your list. Never, <laughs> never. Said, that list will never stops. It's just it just move to the next thing.
1: Ja- uh, Jared will tell I you this to that. be true. Some of our first couple of clients, right, when we first started this company. We were operating at a scale of 80 to 90 hours a week on three of us, three of us, okay? Mm -hmm. Three of us at 80 to 90 hours a week to ensure that we delivered that product the way we said we were going to deliver. I'm talking birthdays. I'm talking hot jar was on a holiday, his birthday. We're still answering. We was answering calls at one in the morning, 12 at night when anybody else would have been like, who the fuck is calling me at this time? Yep. But that's what we needed to do to, to, to feed this company. So we understand exactly what you are saying, right? And we didn't outsource anything. Yeah, that's a not fact. One, not yeah. one deliverable we outsource. Yeah. That's and part. and I'm going to be honest with you. Some people, Marcus, cannot understand that, right? They no. don't understand what it takes to fight that fight. They don't understand what we like. Listen, we don't got it right now. Everything is to the company. You understand? Ain't no new yeah. cars. Ain't no big vacations. So Everything I goes to it. the company. Yeah they don't understand that so it's very difficult to find a family dynamic and a support system that supports you for that so I, you know again i just want to salute you for having that man because it's integral to you being able to become what you've become today
3: 100 very yeah. very much so
1: yeah. yeah that's real man i yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know what to ask after that man, after well, you, I, well, I, well, you know ahead. you know what you told talking about go you remember you wanted to ask about the company's development because Case is doing the the thing too, and we talked about the child development and inter, integrating it into the company also. Remember? Yeah, I, shit, shit. You bring it up now, you just said it. I don't, I don't know. No, remember <laughs> I don't we, we talked about it earlier. Remember we was talking about it earlier about you know bringing in bringing in when you have a company bringing in your child to the company and paying them and making them a part of your company and stuff like that. We talked about that.
0: Oh shit! What would what, you would you do? It? But I even mean, before I get there, yeah. bro, I really want to know. I know the biggest obstacle you had was the was the economy in two thousand and eight, yeah. right? Would you let us know, like, what what was one of the biggest obstacles that you faced with the business outside of that before, like right before the content took off? What was one of those moments and what was one of the best moments you experienced in business?
3: Yeah, man, I had had some uh, really big trials. You know, one of the Achilles heels of me and my business partners is we weren't really accounting savvy. And uh, Mm. so we hired this one lady and we made a mistake that um, sounds so obvious now. But to me at the time, being ignorant, um, I didn't know. We gave her uh, check signing authority. Mm. Well, it turns out no, no, no. that um, she embezzled a whole bunch of com- mm. money from the company, and she didn't – she would go to the bank every Friday, and she would tell me, I'm going to the bank just taking care of taxes. She would file our taxes but never paid them for two years. Mm. So I had a lien on my house for multiple years. They were going to take my home, my business partner's homes. And the IRS don't care if you got embezzled from. IRS don't care. IRS has no heart, no soul whatsoever. They just take it. They suck it right out of you when you go to IRS school, whatever it pause, is. Pause.
0: Pause. 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 Uh, pause. Right. Pause. It was the second out of you. It was the second out of you. I felt what you said, but that was the second out I just second
1: That was, that was, I was perfect.
3: perfect. My goodness. I don't know how y'all found that one. That was Timely. It was your tone.
1: It was your tone.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It was like, man, being the sad thing about being a business owner, though, is it does jade you because it causes you to lose trust um, uh, when because you are going to get ripped off. You're going to get lied to. You know, I've had multiple employees steal from me. Um, over the course of years, you know, I mean, I got I had to eventually put in cameras because, you know, and the, then I see them stealing with the cameras. And I'm just like, it just it just makes you sad. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they put stuff on credit card and it just not, it's like it jades you. It jades yeah. you. And you, you got to be careful as a business owner, because otherwise you, you will lose faith in humanity if you, you know, if you allow yourself uh, to do that. So that was, you know, that was a big uh, that was a big struggle. Another big struggle I had. But before, before you
0: even go to the to the big stroke, how, how did you how did you go through that, man? Some people would have packed yeah. it in after that. Yeah. You said, you know you know what I mean? Like, you have it to lean is, on the house people, like, what the hell? That's
3: yeah, crazy. Yeah, didn't have plan B because it, that was the only avenue I saw. I was like, we got to make this work, man. We got to make this work. Yeah. But the company didn't become profitable, really, until we did They Ask You Answer, until I did those things online. And, you know, wow. eventually it became, you know, this amazing company. But, man... For the first uh like 11 12 years I didn't make six figures.
1: Wow. wow. Hold on, hold on. Method. Wow. Hold on.
3: Can wow. you can you just say that
1: that's one right one more time? For, I need you to say that the one more time. First
3: 11 maybe 12 years I never made more than $100,000 in a year.
0: Shit. That's wow.
1: Yeah, it is. That's real.
0: That's real.
3: That's the fucking reality of being an entrepreneur. Nobody knows about that, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's like some people know it's like, oh, you ended up selling your company, right? It's like, oh, now you're a millionaire, right? It's like, yeah, but what you don't understand is like there were moments. There was a moment after all this embezzlement and everything happened where we went to an industry event because we felt like we needed to go, me and my two business partners. Okay. Those three grown dudes, right? We're at, it was in Atlantic city where this, uh, where the convention was. And we were, uh, we got to the front desk to check in. We each pulled out a company credit card. All three got declined. Okay. All three got declined. Wow. And, uh, we had to, we, we had to put on a personal card. We were able to find a personal card. But with that, we weren't able to afford to go out to in the restaurants. And we literally had to call one of our vendor partners and ask him, if he would take us out to dinner.
1: Method. That's insane.
3: Wow. And I'm not
1: a, to I've never heard a story
3: like that. I'm not wow. exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. And so it was like if he wasn't if if he wasn't going to pay for our food, you know, it was probably going to be like 7-11 or something, you know what I'm saying? I mean literally wow. we we couldn't eat out because we got we just couldn't afford it couldn't afford that's how bad it was man that's how bad it was i mean all three of us were staying in the same hotel room you know it's just like it's the way that it was it's the way that it was and so it's amazing you know there's this phrase we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 right Right. and so Mm. and so Mm. you know by you know 2000 and I guess it was 2009. We started. They asked you answer. 2010. We're still getting out of it. I've never made more than six figures a year. Struggling. You know, 2020 rolls around. By that point, I'm a millionaire, right? It's just that's you know that's how that's how ten years mm. is is. It's just amazing.
0: Can I ask you a follow up, Marcus, as you said it because I, 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 I asked two, going. three people the same question now. I knowing know- what you went through, what was it like when you got the million dollars? Yep. What was your feeling?
1: I knew you was gonna say it. I knew you mm-hmm. was going for it. Well, it was. was it, no, look. Was it a Tuesday? Was
0: it just? Was a it a, to somebody? Because for context, That's we asked. We asked other people. One yeah. person said it was the most unfulfilling thing. Yep. That they ever had because they already mentally felt like they made it, and another mentor of mine just said Tuesday. it was just a Tuesday because that never was the goal.
3: Yeah. 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 You know, it was. It was like one of those things where, um I think the emotions that I went through was, um. I know I'm supposed to be really excited. Mm. Right. I'm supposed to be excited. But you see, the way that my wife and I defined financial peace mm. was that she could go to the grocery store and not have to look at the prices. Mm. That's how we defined financial peace. Well, we had already experienced that. Gotcha. Right. And so mm. so I it was just like, okay, so now we've got all this money sitting in the bank. Mm. No, that's cool. Yeah. Right. I can go buy a boat or something. But it was like you know, it was it was it was like it wasn't this like <laughs> there it is. Oh right. look. The, the
1: listeners, listen now. I got to chime in real quick, Marcus. But what grocery store? We talking Walmart or Whole Foods? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a big
0: fucking
3: difference in price. It's that's a. True, <laughs> yeah. It's a big difference that's in price. You gotta be looking at that price. Heck. Otherwise, Dude. you lose your house. Fucking sauce.
0: Big sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars.
3: Oh man! Listen, which grocery
1: store hey. are we talking about? We talking Kruger? But, you know what I'm saying? Man. Between
3: and Yeah, it's food line, man. That's what I got here. Food line. Food line. Yeah. Low yeah. end, man. Food yeah. line. No, you know. No Whole Foods. That... You're right. Oh, That's, That's good just... a good point. I need to clarify that when I. Tell <laughs> so... You know the the you
1: know the the reason that we asked that. Um, because we talk about success, right? Entrepreneur, you know, the word entrepreneur French, it means risk. It means risk. Inadvertently, the word itself means risk. Certain people are just not built for this journey, right? Yeah. That's why I didn't I didn't hesitate. Like I said, I own technically like at this point, like four companies. But when my cousin came to me, I felt like he put his trust in me when he asked me to help him form this company, Mm. right? I felt like he knows that I'm gonna do right by him and he knows I'm gonna do everything I can to, to help him win. So when he came to me, that's why it was a no brainer. But we actually had this conversation earlier about, you know, scaling the company and growing the company and allowing people to come in. And the first thing I said to him was like, yeah, I'll let people come in and we might entertain certain conversations, but when it comes to accounting and allowing people to handle the money, that's, that's, it's nothing to talk about. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, well, I'll let you do certain things, but I'm oversight everything because I've owned companies before and and I've worked for so many companies. I've seen it. I've seen it, right? I'm jaded, right? I've seen it. And... Not that you can stop it, but you can just try to be proactive against certain things so that it's not so, you know, crazy, right? Um, yeah. yeah. But, you, know, you
3: know, as soon as we had that embezzlement, yeah. all these companies, like these business owners that I knew, they, they come like, yeah, we had that too. Yeah, we had yeah. that too turns out embezzlement is a huge problem because you have lots of people that are not financially savvy, right? They don't really understand best accounting practices, things like that. And they get taken advantage of by their bookkeeper. It happens prolifically around the world. And most of the time they just get away with it. Yeah. Hmm. Especially if you, you know,
1: some companies do what's called end of the year audit, right? They do an end of the year audit. So it doesn't matter if they have an accounting firm, they'll hire another accounting. Yep. Yep. Check their books, right? i behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, right. So they'll they'll pay that expense just to make sure you know everybody dots their T's and uh, crosses their T's and dots their eyes. Yeah. Yep,
3: yep.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, don't drink tequila on the show. You, you say dotting your T's instead of crossing your T's.
0: <laughs> but if you are gonna drink, there's the <laughs> only cup that'll keep your drink cold for an hour and 38 you, you, minutes. And you, 30 hit you hit ice in it. You hit ice.
1: But so let me, you know, we was talking about this earlier, and that's why I thought Jared was gonna go there, Marcus. Now that you actually understand what success is in your business is successful. Cause me and Jared literally were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you incorporated your children into the business as employees of the business? Cause you know that you can pay them a certain amount. And then a lot of that amount can be tax free. And then you can invest that in things of that nature to help them start building generational wealth.
3: 100%. And I, yeah. you know, I tell you what, I ask all my entrepreneur friends. I'm like, your yeah. kids are your employees, right?
1: Yeah, You're it like, is. He, Jack, like,
3: Jack, what, did we not hey, talk about on. this earlier. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's like yeah, that true. is rule number one. Twelve thousand dollars a year goes to your kids. Yes. Yes. Um, and in this way, it's you know, it's it's, it's tax free. Yes. And you just got to give them some responsibilities. That's it. To Keep a minimal t- uh like yeah. time time timeline. And out of and- that
1: twelve thousand sixty five, you can invest in something like a Roth IRA or something like that, mm-hmm. which continues to be tax free and grows for the rest of its. It's life, and then you can use that Roth IRA to buy property and things of that nature, which again ends up being tax free. You don't pay capital gains tax, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I promise Period. you. Finances we, <laughs> earlier, Jared.
0: Yeah, really. We, were, we literally talked about this about, about,
1: about an hour ago. About an hour ago. It's crazy. About an hour ago, Marcus. So, you yeah, know, if, you, if you're it. not doing yeah.
3: it, you're just throwing money away. Yeah. Right. Because, mm. you know, the government's going to misspend the money anyway. Absolutely. So you might as well spend it in the appropriate, in the appropriate way. Because, you know, a, a, as soon as you become a business owner, it, it starts to, you know, this, the sad thing is, is a lot of people think corporations make too much money. And uh, they they based on the fact that Amazon makes all this money, and doesn't pay taxes. What they're not thinking about is the majority of small businesses in the world like yours and mine. Mm-hmm. Because what, what we do is if we get a profit we're thinking about okay, not just how can we bonus the team, but how can we store it for a rainy day. Yeah, the right. problem is, is if if you can't store as much as you want for a rainy day, yeah. and you have to give that to the government when you need it, the government's not going to give it back to they don't you. Give it back, right? And see, unless somebody has had to pay corporate taxes before, they don't really understand it because oftentimes too, it's like. You, I got to pay taxes on that, but that's not how much money I have in my actual bank account. Yeah. I don't understand, but yet that's the profit that you're showing, and so you're going to have to pay your third. You, you got to do it, all right? And now all of a sudden, and then you got your you got your other Social Security I was like all the stuff, and you're like suddenly it's like, oh my, oh my goodness, I I'm having a hard time, you know, uh, you know, just like storing. The grain in the storehouse yeah. for the famine, and and right. that's what's you know fundamental for me as a business owner. Yeah. Having lived what I've gone through, yeah. and having experienced that debt as I've experienced, it's like you want to always have plenty in the coffer. I mean, it's just very yeah. very important. Have to. hold yeah, on. Let it let you go, up. You gotta let let them go them out. Let go, go back.
1: back. coming up. It's coming up. There you there go. Hey, period man. We 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 talked about that, Marcus, because Jared huh. will tell you. We're not doing this for sense of self, like be clear. Mm
2: -hmm. We've already
1: made the the decision to be the sacrificial lambs in our family. We're gonna do whatever we have to do to create generational wealth, first generation. There is no generational wealth in our family. And we are family family, right? Mm -hmm. We are family family. There is no generational wealth in our family. We have made the decision that we're gonna go through the struggle. We're gonna go through whatever we need to go through to try to create this for future generations, right? So, you know, we, we, what you're talking about, we literally talk it about a regular, it resonates. Like you said, hmm. you can't lie to yourself, it, it it hits home. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and there's, I mean, it's just so much, yeah. I think it's, to me, I love the fact that I grew up um, pretty broke. Uh, you know, I the, the image that I always have in my head was the shampoo uh, being frozen in the shower. Because we, right. because we couldn't afford to pay our heating bill, right? No. And so the, the shampoo was frozen. I'm like, man, that shampoo, that's so <laughs> weird looking, right? <laughs> frozen, right? And that's why I look weird. And so so I was like, I was what? like something. And and, I, and, and, and and when I was a kid, uh, before there was caller ID, uh, my parents, with the phone to ring, and my parents, before they were divorced, they would say, You you always pick up the phone. I had to always pick the phone. Why? Because the creditors were calling. Right. And you didn't know when the creditors were calling. And so I had to pick up the phone and then I had to, I learned to lie at a young age and say, no, I'm sorry, mom and dad, they're not home right now. And so that's the, you know, that, that like (laughs) debt debt was taught to me early, like the effect of debt. Like it seemed like 90% of the arguments my mom and dad had that led up to the divorce was about money. Right. Mm. And it's like. Always is. So I'm watching all these things and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I want that. Right. And uh, so like everybody, the choice is you either do exactly as you saw, you model it or you say, man, I'm so grateful that I got to see the wrong way uh, to do it. And so in my case, I'm just like, you know, I don't I don't want that. You know, I don't I actually want to eat dinner around the dinner table, not the TV trays watching TV. No, we're not going to do that because I grew up the T V trays, right? It's like we had a lot of you know things that were just not quite right growing up. I mean, granted, my parents did the best they could, but neither one of them has ever made more than fifty thousand dollars in a year themselves. Neither one, you know? And so it's like crazy. You know, it, and that's why it's like it's so sad when we say, well, that's just where I'm from. It's like, you know, th- that past doesn't need to define you whatsoever. It's like you like we have it this is. incredible capability. We have, like each one of us has this ability to create amazing things. And never in the history of the world has there been as great of an equalizer as the Internet and its ability to allow anyone to learn anything they want when they want, start a business, how they want, and create their own rules. And that's why Digital Davids slay Goliath every single day online. It's so freaking fun. And Mm. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to do that. It's a fun life. You're motivated to get out of bed. You're invigorated because you're putting food on your own plate. You know, you you eat what you kill. It's just a beautiful, beautiful way to live, entrepreneurism. But like you said, Chatty, and I didn't know that it meant risk. So that was pretty cool. I definitely learned that from you today. I appreciate you sharing that.
0: Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a good timing. That was perfect. <laughs> Your time Wait, is on, you Stupendous it's <laughs> Stupendous. Oh, <okay>. no.
3: <laughs> look good. I feel good well, when Denzel says, Well done, lad. Well done. He, I feel good when, De- like, Denzel is the man. Let's say he, he, he's, he, he's, he's that top guy. five, man. He is top he, five. He is.
0: But yeah. only thing I could ask you other than this, man, because this this was a masterclass, bro. And I really enjoyed every, no. every bit of this episode. Phenomenal. Seriously. Phenomenal episode. Yeah. Since we're fishermen, I wanted you to. Can you give us one? What's the craziest fish the fishing story you got for us? Okay. Craziest story. What's the biggest catch
3: all what's the craziest story you got for us? Man. I don't have any like really crazy stories yet. I mean, one time, so I got a YouTube channel. It's called Saltwater Fishing University. And because, you know, I mean, I love fishing. So I'm like, I'm going to create a YouTube channel. I'm going to make it a brand. And so I'm in the process of doing that. And uh, we were just learning how to fly the drone in the ocean. And we have been, I got a bunch of good footage with the drone that day. And Mm -hmm. suddenly the drone got a little bit crazy on us. And we're out in the middle of the ocean, and there was a bunch of whales that were around us. I'm not exaggerating. There's a bunch of there's like whales everywhere. Wow. And the drone hits the boat. We try to land in the boat. It hits the boat, and it goes in the water. And I look around, and I'm like, guys, no. And so I was on the bow of the boat because I had tried to catch it, but it hit the side of the boat. And so I start running down. The, towards the stern of the boat on the transom and I and I just send it off off the boat. I send it. I had my mic on. I had my like big fishing boots on and I just dove boosh into the water and what? um and I'm like I'm getting that drone. I'm not losing that footage. I'm not losing that footage, man. And I I don't know what it is about a drone. That right. thing was like a freaking rock, Jack. Right. I mean, it was still droning down. I I mean, it was crazy <laughs> and and I mean, I'm like swimming, and and suddenly I had these big boots on. Man, they weighed yeah. like 20 pounds each, yeah. and I'm just like, I mean, I mean, within seconds in that water, I'm like, she gone. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was it was brutal. It was brutal. And then they had yeah. it like to, and then I was struggling. They had to get me back there with a the rope, and I had to go right. through. The back of the transom through the tuna door, like a fish, like you would pull it in through the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. Pull me in like a fish, you know. I was just sitting there like exhausted. Lost my drone, <laughs> killed my mic. My mic, four hundred dollar hey. mic, was dead. Yeah, oh, wow. That's oh, so, that's a, a for you. Freezing. What <laughs> was the <laughs> weather like? <laughs> weather wasn't bad, luckily. Okay, me, you lucky. Okay. Weather wasn't but, bad. Wait,
1: wait, wait. We got we got one for you though, Jared.
3: up.
0: Which one which one you going to give him?
1: Come on, stop it. The four-hour fight with the fucking oh, no. oh, New Orleans that you lost. V1.
0: You got to tell This, it. this was you this gotta year in
1: You got to tell it. So, all
0: right, first of all. And this was, happened this year. This, this year. year. So, I don't know what's up. My motion sick. I took the drama meme. Nothing yeah. worked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so nothing I know worked. I, I, I did the right. wristbands. You know what I'm talking about? The wristband Yeah. Then yeah.
3: right. things lie.
0: Oh, uh, man, it's all mental. So, yeah. I got out there and started rocking a little too much. I'm fucking throwing up. And we're about to go in my pops and we're sitting out for three four hours like yeah damn we're not getting nothing no hits nothing. no bites not bite all day so nothing. we're like like pack it in captain says that fume line just shoots line shoots bro we have a, a like what 1200 whatever pound marlin on the ship
3: it's just okay here
0: we huge, go man. four hours between my brother my pops the captain the, the, the um the, the the deck help five of us every two minutes and i'm on instagram live
1: Talking, trying (laughs) to. Let me chime in. Let me chime in. They are literally taking turns. Oh my! Their their forearms are burning so bad. They're fighting. That first of all, his father is strapped into the chair, right? Yeah. Yeah. They. He's holding the fucking rod, and they're just taking turns doing this shit with the rod to try to fight. His mother calls in. he cursing mama we on the lab get of them that's great and then then fought my pops starts
0: screaming well why the fuck you scream why, why you got the thing in my face <laughs> let me get the fish that's why we didn't catch the fish because you got the shit in my face
1: <laughs> Marcus literally they fought that fish for about four Gosh. hours mind you on the comeback yeah they had already been out got to the coming back got him right near the boat and then the line snaps I, believe uh, I, I, I was ready to say you say me. i ready to He's jump jumping. in the
0: water. Did
3: you get to the leader? Because that's an official catch if you got to the, no, to the leader. It was
0: almost. It? Almost, bro. Almost. Man. Almost Feel there. That. That's I brutal. I said,
1: Jerry, you ain't jumping like Aquaman? At that point, going to lie. I'd have had to jump in like Aquaman. It would have had to be me or the fish. Like, we didn't you know, want to
0: see water. We didn't want to see a <laughs> reel. We didn't want to see just pack us up. Get us out of here. Yeah, that's we brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. In the north. Marcus, I
1: got to, Before we get out of here, you know, we like to ask our guests this question because you know we've talked a lot of positiveness, but let's let them also know the negative side, you know, because they have to understand right the two sides of a coin. Has there ever been a time in your career with doing what you were doing where you said what you were going through at the moment was enough to make you say I'm not doing this shit no more. Like I'm I'm done. I'm not. You know, was there ever a point where Marcus was able was ready to quit what he was doing?
3: well, i mean there were certainly moments when I was like it, especially when the i r s had liens on our houses yeah. because my wife she always felt like we don't own our house yeah. it's not ours mm-hmm. even if we pay it mm-hmm. off it doesn't matter because it could be taken from us at any point in time yeah. you know mm-hmm. and that was that was that was pretty hard mm-hmm. so it was a it was a beautiful day when the i r s Release the lien, and then eventually one day, because of all these things that I had done, I can remember we owed a couple hundred thousand still in the house, and I remember one day I just went to the bank and I wrote a check, and my wife get back, and I just I just give her you know the paperwork, and she's like, what's this? I said, it's 100% yours, honey, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And it I was magic, that. man. It was yeah,
1: magic. That's a Mama I Made It moment right
0: I there. I love that, man. I was going to do the sound effect, but I, you got
1: to let that, you got let that yeah, go. Yeah, that's the Mama I Made It moment. Love man. That, and man. I know that felt phenomenal as you being the provider, right? And you just feeling oh, you know, like, yo. Again, I'm not gonna lie, at that moment I'd have looked back like where's Miss Winstein now? Thought I was slow. I (laughs) I I I killed the buffalo. I cooked the buffalo (laughs) that your house ain't paid off. (laughs) I love it. So so in reverse to that now, Marcus. So you're working hard, you know, you're doing the family thing what's the mountaintop right but not only the mountaintop what does marcus like to do to actually enjoy the fruits of his labor like what are some of the things that you actually like to do on a regular basis you know with or without your family because sometimes you do need that solitude absolutely to enjoy things we love yeah. family but sometimes fuck them kids. You know I'm <laughs> I'm <laughs> the kids i'm going to the to the mall by my goddamn self you know what <funny>. Because it's so real. So, noise <laughs> in my pockets, goddammit. I need a daddy day. What is it like to do for himself to unwind and just enjoy the fruits of his labor?
3: Well, uh, yeah, it is it is definitely fishing uh for okay. me. And uh I you know I I've got an an offshore fishing company now in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, which is great because I can just go Catch massive fish now, pretty much whenever I want, and it's just part of my lifestyle. So, you know that's been that's been really amazing. I'm a big disc golf guy. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of disc golf, but no. like, what's that? You play golf that? with actual like frisbee discs. Like it, really? Yeah, and it's a really okay. fast growing sport. It's crazy, and you throw them into baskets. And like you're seeing them pop up all over the country, all over the world. Is really? disc disc the golf? Disc golf. Yeah, disc golf. Wow, and so good. I've I've got a course on my own land, and you know I've, wow. tra- I've I'll travel around and play disc golf courses all over the country. Man, it's a huge, fast-grown sport like pickleball. Yeah, it's crazy. Pickleball,
0: for, a- oh, okay. Now and- I ain't
1: never uh, heard of fucking pickleball. What the
0: fuck is? Yeah, pickleball is huge now, Paul. What is pickleball? <laughs>
3: <It's-> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm you know sorry, Paul. Where is this guy been? Man. You got like Durant and all them are investing in pickle yeah. pickleball. Yeah. there's
0: pickleball courts in the Bronx right now.
3: I don't know. Tell me what it is. I don't know, but I know it's it. Like, it's, like <laughs> an old person, it's like an old person version of tennis. How are you, you going to say, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I, can, I
2: can have
0: a conversation to you ask me what it is. Shit. Right, it's good branding. Good branding. Uh,
3: it's like tennis, except way slower, and it's just condensed court. You can play it on a tennis court. And 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 two on two, and so this way old folks can play it. You know, you don't have to wow. be super mobile, okay. but it's like super fast growing. And there's all pickleball leagues, and yeah, a bunch of NBA players are investing. I don't want to ask guys-
1: this because I know Jared's gonna hit the the fucking bell on this, but it, it's a relevant. Qu- it's a relevant. Oh. get it out the it's way, a, it's so a, you a can relevant do it. question because <laughs> you know frisbee golf is a fr- What size is the ball? You know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it, it, it's like it it's like the size of a plate. It's like the size of a plate. Sorry, Marcus. I, you I have, have to, to
1: act for the listeners that don't know, they need to know because if it's something new and it's not athletic, you know, tennis, the ball is this small. So I'm assuming
3: for older people to play it has to be a larger size. Oh, a pickleball. Balls. Yeah, I don't know how but it's about yeah. the best size oh, of a God. tennis ball. No. Right, so, I'm sorry, I'm excuse,
0: excuse me one time, Marcus. And this is this for the audio <laughs> listeners? His tone was off, his hand movements was off. I gotta Audio listeners, I'm sorry. I do it for y'all. my
1: listeners, man. I do it for my <laughs> listeners. Marcus, I, I want to tell you something. incredible. We <laughs> talked about you when you came on the show, right? And if, like I said, if I don't know something, I'm telling you I don't know. I've said this shit a million times on air. If I don't know something, I don't pretend to know. Educate me. But we talked about you coming on the show, me and Jarrett. And um, we were super excited about you coming on the show. And Jarrett was like, because I'm telling you, this is gonna be a fucking banger. This dude is super smart. Yeah. He is gonna drop. I'm I'm telling you, this is what he said. Verbatim. He's gonna be one of those ones. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. He said he's gonna drop so many gems, man. I'm telling you, we are gonna enjoy this show so much. And I just wanna I just wanna say thank you, brother. Seriously.
0: Seriously. You
1: did not let me down in any sense, form or fashion. This has been a phenomenal, phenomenal show. You have taught me so much. And I just wanna say thank you, I appreciate it. And just so you know how information works, the lessons that I that you've taught me, I'm now gonna teach to my family and try to better my situation so that they can be better. So see how quickly you're impacting somebody. And that's just from me, one of the hosts. So imagine what you're gonna do to the thousands of people that are watching this thing. You're gonna impact other families and you're gonna change families. This has been a transformative uh interview for me. Thank you. I, absolutely I appreciate that. Appreciate that man. Absolutely. This is a
3: blast. Y'all got a great vibe here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to share. I can't wait to share the show and You know, this, more of this is needed, right? Uh, Especially, you know, in the world of, you know, business and and boring podcasts, right? It's like, this is really, I know you've heard it, but we need more of this. It's got flavor. We appreciate it. It's got soul. It's got vibe. It's got spirit. It's got that juju, so you know I'm 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 a fan. You certainly made a fan here uh today. And uh, chatty. it was great meeting you. I knew Jerry it was awesome. Yeah, great meeting
1: <laughs> man, so. we appreciate it. This Thank is what you. we created it for, Marcus. Like I said, like I, you know, I follow my cousin's okay. vision. You know, he's the lead on this thing, man, and I trusted in him. And I told him, and if I'm lying, he'll tell you. I said, bro, you inspired me, bro.
0: That's real. You inspired yeah. me, yeah. bro, because yeah. I
1: wasn't. I do music. You see, I'm in the studio. I've always done music and modeling. I never did podcasting. So when he brought it to me, the way he brought it to me, he inspired me, you know. And that's what we want to do. You know, we need more channels like this to inspire the next generations, right? Because we care about our community deeply. Not only our family, but our community deeply. And the only way to get the word out is to create a platform where people can feel comfortable. You can come on and be your authentic self, unfiltered, and we're gonna put that story out with as much emphasis as we can, man. Because these stories need to be told. People need to hear that. Yes, I'm successful now, but I was in debt, and my you know from embezzlement fucking leans on my. They need to hear that shit. That's the
0: shit that's bleeped out of Ad Week. That's age. Mm -hmm. That's bleeped out, man.
1: Story, bro. They're not gonna tell that. They're going to tell a one-sided coin, oh, yeah, success, go hard, go to school, get an education, work. Be consistent. <laughs> you know what I'm You kiss a lot of ass. You know what I'm saying? It's all of that. Of yeah. But so they need to hear that there's the other side to the coin, that this yep. shit might not work. Right, and you're gonna go through some heartaches, and you need a support system. This is the things that they need to hear. So, I just, from the bottom of my heart, Seriously, Marcus, man. I I, I, I want to say thank you, brother, for coming on the show. Please let the people know where they can find you at, because yeah. I'm guaranteeing you, they, 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 I, I don't even think me and you are linked up on LinkedIn. I'm sitting Oh yes, up hey, hey, and heart please, heartache. Marcus, please in the, in the group chat, yes. or in the private chat before you leave. Yes. You put your number in there so we can start the group chat. Yeah, uh, you,
3: yeah, you can. Anybody can find me at uh, LinkedIn. Is 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 like my main social media platform, probably gotcha. uh, mm-hmm. you can email me, Marcus at Marcus Sheridan.com uh, Marcus at Marcus Sheridan.com easy yeah. way to uh, find me as well. So those are the, so uh, those are the, those are the majors. And I hope anybody feels like they can reach out at any point yeah. in time. Cause I'm here for it. Yeah. Man.
0: And I just put, I just put it in a private chat, make sure it's in a private chat. And
1: let, let me, let me tell you why he's doing that. We are, op- we are offering you an open invitation, uh, Marcus, whenever you are in New York, please, if you have some free time, please let us know. We would love to meet up with you in person, break yeah. bread with you, and just show yeah. you our yeah. town and have yeah. a good time. We've had a bunch of uh guests on our show show up, and they've and had that, a phenomenal oh, time. Yeah. Phenomenal time, And we offer that same invitation to you. Just give us a little bit of a heads up so, you know, we have children. Yeah. We can- you know we, we, we've got messages at 8
0: 17 in the morning like man morning. i'm in the city i need to see you guys we're there by two no no five. jared like
1: i give me 10 minutes to find a babysitter
0: and that's what makes Bro. the show man that's Yeah, what, yeah. Just experience the relationships man yeah. like having this conversation i've known you before marcus but our conversation 20 minutes i feel yeah. like i really know you why you've made those decisions what you've gone through and i can just appreciate your journey man and i know the listeners do too man and just yeah. thank you for being on call for me as well brother like, you didn't have to, you know, come on the show. You didn't have to do anything, but just thank you for being a good friend and, and always supporting, man. I, it means a lot.
3: hundred percent. hundred percent. Digging gonna, you guys, man. Digging the show.
1: Thanks for me right now with me and Jarrett's number. We, we create a group chat for all our guests. Uh, So that way when we communicate, it goes through all of us. And I want to say something to you, Marcus. I actually look forward to speaking to you again. I I hope that we can speak again. I feel like it's a lot more that I can learn from you. You're a super smart guy. And I would love to meet you in person and really get, you know, a a good vibe from you. And we also have some opportunities coming up, hopefully, that we can connect with. Because this is what this show is about also, right? It's about giving back. So uh, we have a couple opportunities that we might be able to plug you in with to, you know, help you along. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's about. Each one, teach one and, and, and you know, we all help each other out here, man. And that's what we're doing on the show. More than the title, that's
3: it. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, thank, man. You, thank you for this. It's a lot of fun. Thanks
0: again, And everybody listening. We got one more episode, y'all. Next Tuesday is the end of season four, man. Thank you for making this one special. We'll see you guys Tuesday at 5 30. Outside of that, we're gonna be taking a little vacation. We need a break. We're going to party after this, man. Oh, we're going to party. <laughs> You're going, to party. <laughs> we're going to party. If I raise up, we're gonna be trouble be trouble out there. So if you
1: see your favorite podcast, to show us love. <laughs> we'll see and you listen, guys next and week. Listen, even though we had drinks in, in our favorite podcasting cup, if you if you want to buy me a drink, it's tequila. Uh, Jerry, what you drinking? say I, I I'm drinking. First Doucet. of all, I ain't drinking shit unless you buy the cups.
0: I ain't got nothing to put in it. <laughs> buy the damn merch. Get the cups. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Got <laughs> more than a title, baby. <laughs> what you know by me? Seen it all, heard it all.
1: Oh, what you know about me? I've done it all, just want it all. Oh, what you know about me?